What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 18. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Junior. Greg Miller, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure Appreciate to have it. you. I'm glad you could join us once again. You're a hard man to book. I know. It happens. It's my it's my prices, Greg. It's true. I'm so know, expensive. Race. Yeah, and they're only going higher. Uh, secondly, which Sony executive, past or president, do you think makes the most fire mac and cheese? Because off the bat, my mind tells me Gio Corsi. I feel like Gio Corsi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Gio's a great pick, right? Here's the, I haven't think about this. I'm th- here's what I, where I jump to because Gio cooks like nobody's fucking business. You want to really, see? I've never had his cooking before. I'm about to blow your mind. I know, and it blew my mind too. Right? One, once went to his house. You know what he got from this butcher closer to PlayStation? Blue steaks, like the steaks, the, the color of them blue like not oh, like the temperature blue, not blue like steak. he cooked them and they were blue maybe they're no is that is it blue or black forget it it's a crazy color though that meat never is and it was so goddamn delicious all right but it's stick with black it. right they're black is it black or blue blue is, the green is the temperature no blue yes and that's why i'm probably getting confused, i think it's right? black you and I like so dry kitchen. age dry age i think so hold on we're in a call we're in a call I just like the idea of steaks that are kind of funny blue that Greg is eating. And he's hey like, there, yeah, this is fire. <laughs> this is the, unavailable, this is the but one. I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record message. your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Gio, it's Greg Miller. Uh, you're on PS. I love you. XOXO uh, episode 18 right now. We're talking about what a great cook you are. And I was trying to talk about those steaks you got from down when you worked closer to PlayStation. They, were they blue or black? What was the color of them? I think it was probably black, right? Like they were just like jet black. Call me back with this because I need to know. Uh, and you can be on the show anytime you want to because we're talking about it. what a good chef you are. Bye. All right. So back to it. Here's what you want. What are you defining as bomb ass mac and cheese? Miller, do they look like this at all? Let, let me full. Also, it shocks it. me that you don't remember this, the color of a steak if okay. it's blue. I'm afraid I had a few drinks when I was hanging out <laughs> was and like, I just remembered the steaks were a crazy color. No, it wasn't like blue that. Blue was a crazy color. Hold on. Hold on. Blue San Mateo steaks. Like black steaks is like, oh, okay, this is unique, like a black steak. A blue steak is like, oh, snap. Okay, okay, we're like yeah, in something right here. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, snap. Is the food, is food coloring? Why is this meat blue? Jen! What color were the steaks Geo made that one time? <laughs> They were like black. She, she says they were black too. Yeah. yeah okay. So they like, were like a marinade, and they were just jet black. The meat was just jet black. There was none of this white marbling that you're showing me, Kev. Well, I mean, like, the, see the, these other ones. I don't see your cursor. I don't think. I no. just see the well, ones. The, you I mean, up those. I mean, they, they imagine the the fat was cut off. You know, some of these guys on the right. They see it's okay. got a lot of fat. Yeah. In it. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. I can see yeah. that. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, I'm sorry. How are you defining your bomb ass mac and cheese? I mean, however you define it, like for me, bomb ass mac and cheese means that like the the cheese is all like like uh when you're when you're separating the mac, you know, <laughs> the way the cheese departs. <laughs> okay, from the, sure. from the you're mac, talking about you that know, good string pull. You want you that can good? Say, yeah, you get you get them string boys. Yeah, them string boys string that boy, like no, string boys connect the okay. connect each of the macaroni together. Here's you what know? I float I, out there about it is that I bet Geo Corsi's 
mac and cheese because of course you know geo of course from a family here of chefs they got a, they got a cookbook they got restaurants they got a whole bunch of stuff geo's mac and cheese i bet is bomb ass steakhouse mac and cheese you know what i mean like you're yeah okay 18 a serving of it and you're not like pissed off about it you're there you're there on the company dime you're celebrating you got this black steak Ooh, you got 18, this amazing huh you got this amazing mac and cheese who i would put into contention here and I'd love to see for the tro- – in the granted, we're just pulling people we know you know, out of our life. I'd like to throw Adam Boys into the mix. Mm. Not because I think Adam Boys's could live up to the professionalism of one G, of course, he's mac and cheese. But Adam Boys, of course, has children, meaning he probably yes. makes a lot of mac and cheese. And as somebody who's – you know, when he would watch Cooking with Greg, he would r- write into me with crazy stupid tips and stuff like that. What is he doing to his mac and cheese – to put it on that other level so he's not bored with it his wife's not bored with it. the kids aren't bored with it you know what i mean mm. i can see that i one that we haven't brought up that i think could be a contender huh? uh is jack trenton i feel like jack trenton i thought I, about jackie t right away i thought about jackie he, t right away he strikes me as like you don't know what he's about to bring you know you see him pull up to the function you see him pull up to the barbecue the family barbecue sure. and he had you he has his tupperware with bag and cheese and you're like i don't know what this is gonna be he busted out and then you remember that jack trenton is a family man i assume <laughs> i assume no, he has a family i actually don't know much about yeah you remember that you remember that he's a family man you remember that this man uh this this man has a history with pl- not, not only with playstation <laughs> but with a, but also with the family uh I don't know. I, I imagine you might be able to 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 pull out something that we might not. I mean, I'm probably him and possibly Sean Layton. I'm probably you know, you know, showing my biases here, but I believe that uh, Jackie T is just too white collar to make a great mac and cheese. You think you know so? What I mean? You need like a salt of the earth. You need to have grown up on the boxed mac and cheese to then be able to go. What do I want my mac and cheese to be that I'm making here? Jack but strikes like, me as he's got a bourbon in one hand, sunglasses on his head, and then his other hand on the you know the what the wheel of his his boat. He's got a boat. I, out feel, there. I feel like we have that we have that uh, assumption for both or perception for both Jackie T and probably Sean Layton, right? When it comes to the mac and cheese conversation, but interesting, interesting. Do like do we know this for sure about them? Like, is that is that is that them or is that just their, their how persona. they have to present themselves? You know, for work, like at home. What are they Do you like? not think that they're out they there? They're out there, like really, like cooking up a story. Here's what I know: is Jack Trenton, you know, he, after his PlayStation day, he showed up to, of course, do the video for Kind of Funny Live. And when he walked in, he he just looked like Jack Trenton, like he just walked off the E3 stage. So I just assume oh. he's always in a collared shirt. He's always in slacks. He's always, you know, down to make a, okay. a billion dollar business deal, not so much to go make a bomb ass mac and cheese. And now, don't get me wrong, of course, if we've offended jack sean geo adam anyone in the playstation we haven't uh, even mentioned executive lineup, or, uh, or uh, andrew house gonna... feel free to send your mac and cheese to our studio <laughs> if we've offended andrew you. house isn't he british he's got nothing he, he doesn't know how to make food you know what i mean he doesn't know what he's doing he's boiling it all at once pulling it out saying oh governor that's where that goes here's what if we've offended anybody they are welcome when this is all when this all blows over this covid crisis to come do it they can bring their best mac and cheese to the kind of funny studio we will judge it I'm down for that. A kind of funny PlayStation executives past mac or present and mac and cheese off. You know I'm mean? down for it. I'm glad. I'm we glad. That I, I'm glad I have your uh, seal of approval on this. This is a great idea, and you've really brought us and the community together. You know what I mean? I mean, it's what I do, Greg. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to update. Of course, I'm going to make myself a little note here, right here on the thing, uh, to put this. Who do you? What PlayStation executive? We're saying executive. How are you defining executive? Uh, I guess like, I mean. All the people we just named, right? They're in. They 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 have been or are in executive positions, right? 
Yeah. Because we can expand it out too. Like, we don't just have to. I mean, where are you going to draw the line? Because they're going to throw out some environment artist at Naughty Dog, right? That I mean, that's never a good point. Of. That's too far. That's too deep a cut. You know what I mean? Executive. Now, are we are, are we looping in like uh, um, first party studios? Like, are we looping in their PlayStation, like, right? Their branded PlayStation. And then that's when it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with an Arnie Meyer type fellow making bread from scratch all the time? I see it on his Instagram. Where does he draw the line? Is he a mac and cheese person either? You know what I mean? I feel like we should keep it simple. Neil, PlayStation executives. Is Neil Druckmann? You wouldn't. We wouldn't call Neil Druckmann an executive, right? He he works he on. He got promoted to what he's. He's like what is he? A, he's a partner or whatever the studio now. He's something at Naughty Dog. Remember that when he got the promotion? Hold on, Neil. There's my doorbell. I'm, I assume that's Shuhei at my house. Being like, yo, why didn't you mention me earlier? He's vice president of Naughty Dog now. So yes, that, okay, I so that's that's an executive. Yeah, yes, exactly. that's an executive. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think that counts. If you're a VP, if you're, we know what an executive position is. Yeah, you know what I mean, VP, president, chairman, sure, like one of those types of roles. Chairperson, it's 2020. Chairperson, right. that's Get a good person. That's a good point. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna talk about this no more. <laughs> But what I'm going to encourage you to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. I'm going to include on the PSI Love You XOXO questionnaire your bet for who has the best or what PlayStation executive makes the best mac and cheese from scratch. Uh, give me your reasoning as well, why you do it. Uh, of course, though, now we're going to get into the real show and talk about some PlayStation things, such as The Last of Us hack being explained, Dreams getting a demo, and so much more because this is PlayStation. No, it's not. It's P.S. I love you. XOXO, your weekly PlayStation deep dive conversation. We just sit here and nerd out about PlayStation. If you enjoy nerding out about PlayStation, well, that's great. You should be part of the show at patreon.com slash games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your everything under the PlayStation sun, including your PSN profile uh, for us to ridicule and or be in awe of. Today is an in awe of day. Of course, at patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show you can get it live like so many people are on youtube.com slash kind of funny games right now of course if you have no bucks toss our way it's no big deal like i said youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning a brand new episode for you and shoot uh housekeeping for you uh that core stream we talked about a long time ago is finally happening if you don't know what i'm talking about uh right before this whole uh, covid thing popped off we're gonna help do this big old reveal for core the game where you whip up your own multiplayer video games publish them and play them with the world well like i said covid got in the way of that but we are back on track so thursday at 3 p.m pacific time you can join andy myself and the developers of core as they make games and test them out with you uh that's gonna go uh, like i said twitch.tv slash kind of funny games your job right now is to go get the core alpha if you go Go to coregames.com. You can download it and you can start playing it. And then when we're live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you, of course, can uh, play along with us, create stuff with us, or run the games we make in the moment. So download core, coregames.com. Come watch us play Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Even if you don't want to download it, even if you don't want to play, come check it out. And of course, you can follow at core games on Twitter for updates. Why is it here if it's a PC game? Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this reminds me of a lot of dreams. And I think it has a lot of cool impl- implications for uh, play, create, share. I'm really into it. I think you should come check it out too. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, The Predator, Al Tribesman, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Cody Banks, Trent Berry, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Joseph O. Youssef, and Scott Radloff. Today we're brought to you by our sponsor, youtube.com slash games. but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start this week's X's and O's. Blessing, what are the biggest stories in PlayStation? We didn't talk about Herman Holst either. I, I feel like Herman Holst might 
enlighten us about but what here's European the mac thing and cheese about it. And like. if Herman's listening, go ahead and hit us up. Of course, I don't know how big mac and cheese is in Amsterdam. Is that a thing? But that's that's the thing. Like it might it might just be a low Does key it transcend. Like, because you you imagine they have mac and cheese everywhere in the world. Like the the food is so is so it, it translates right. Like I couldn't imagine living in a country living in a country that doesn't have mac and cheese. And so I think you then ask yourself when it comes to Amsterdam, what is the mac and cheese like, right? Because it doesn't have to like it doesn't have to be a big food, right? Like people might not go to mac and cheese regularly in, in Amsterdam, sure. but like what is like you know how there's there's mainstream rap and there's underground rap, right? Like what is what is the underground mac and cheese? In, in Amsterdam, you know, what are they sure. make, making that we're just not aware of? What are they putting in there in Amsterdam? I yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, the first guess is marijuana, of course, because like, yeah, exactly, stick, right? <laughs> that's Amsterdam's old stick. Yeah, what time is it? It's in marijuana. Is it in... what, are, what, are, what are you searching over there? I'll tweet at Herman, but if it's like two in the morning, 11 16, I'll roll the night. So I'm gonna just tweet at Herman Hulse, no context. Is there mac and cheese in Amsterdam? uh greg story number one or item number one however we're calling these x's nose number one uh we know how naughty dog got hacked now first of all i want to give a shout out to naughty dog because as today as of the time we're recording this uh last was two has gone gold just a round of applause good stuff naughty dog my code any second any second uh true we will not get it for quite some time we've been we've been we've been talking about this over the last week uh, as this happened, right? There was a whole Naughty Dog leaked uh, week. Uh, Last was two. The story got out there. People have been experiencing spoilers, all this stuff on social media. Uh, over the last weekend, we've kind of we've kind of figured out what's been going on, or at least like seemingly figured out um, certain details from certain sources. Let's get into it. Uh, so on GameCentury.biz, Rebecca Valentine she wrote an article this weekend, um, or she made an update actually to a GameCentury.biz article about the leak. Uh, and her update reads as follows. Sony has confirmed to gamesindustry.biz that it has identified the primary individuals responsible for the leaks earlier this week, saying they were not affiliated with Sony Interactive Entertainment or Naughty Dog, as was rumored. The publisher declined to comment further, saying that the information was currently subject to an ongoing investigation. And of course, this is also coming off of the, the conversations we were having on the previous episode of PS Love You, where there were theories that it was a disgruntled, disgruntled Naughty Dog employee. Naughty Dog employee. Yeah, and that, we were that like, "There's the not a chance in hell that would be true. That you'd ruin your entire career." Yeah, but like the internet kind of took this story and kind of ran with it. And I gotta um, say, it's the first time the internet has just run off in the direction in the wrong direction based on little to no information ever. Oh yeah, never. This never have happened before. Yeah. Um, there there are a few tweets from Jason Schreier over the weekend, uh, giving me more context. Jason Schreier tweeted this. Uh, okay. After all, after talking to two people with direct knowledge of how the last was too leaked, as well as some Naughty Dog employees, I have a good idea of what happened. Short version: Hackers found a security vulnerability in a patch for an older Naughty Dog game and used it to, uh, to get access to Naughty Dog servers. He then follows up that tweet with another tweet saying, "I think the footage that leaked is from devs playing an early build. I haven't watched it. Most importantly, rumors of this being an act of act of protest by a contractor whose pay whose pay was robbed are not true." Uh, Naughty Dog actually extended pay and healthcare benefits for contractors due to COVID, and so there you go. There, 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 there's the update. Because uh, that, well, that's the thing is this goes with right. I remember Reb saying it in the first question. I mean, well, then who the fuck leaked this, right? If, if if this is how it is that they were not affiliated with SIE or Naughty Dog, 
that's a huge so who you know and I, I remember reading it and be like well then how the hell did this happen yeah Even jason's point you get into and you're like i still i okay it's through a patch but what does that mean what happens what does that mean uh steven from kotaku kind of did a, a deep dive uh and talked to people who are familiar with the matter and kind of broke it down for us and so steven from kotaku writes this Last weekend's shocking leak of footage from The Last of Us Part 2 was likely committed by hackers who, ex who exploited a security vulnerability in prior Naughty Dog games, according to a person who said they were familiar with the hack. Kotaku has confirmed some of the details with a second source who is familiar with how development studio Naughty Dog's games are structured. The details of the apparent hack were first shared on Twitter late Saturday night by a person going by the name of Pixel Butts. That's right. That's, Pixel that's the name you can take to the bank. If, there, if you that's can't trust the hacker named Pixel Butts, who can you trust? Uh, who later elaborated over direct message about how the, the exploit was discovered. He declined to share his real name. He described a sequence of events that started in January. That's when he says a hacker group discovered a, a method for accessing the Amazon service for Naughty Dog games using what was essentially password information included in the code for the studio's games, including 2011's Uncharted 3 and 2013's The Last of Us. Those games access the servers for multiplayer functionality, but apparently could also be used to fetch files stored there. Quote, the Uncharted 3 code, or the Uncharted 3 key got, got them Uncharted 3 devel development material, and Uncharted 2's key uh, did the same, but there was some Last of Us 1 content mixed in uh, with the Uncharted 3 server, end quote, Pixel, uh, Pixel Butts said. It wasn't too much of a stretch to think the Last of Us 1 server would have the Last of Us 2 material, he continued. By March, he said the group grabbed at least one terabyte of data from, uh, from the part of the server associated with the Last of Us. That timeline tracks with with what leaked of the highly anticipated upcoming PS4 ex exclusive. At least one of the pivotal plot spoiling cutscenes that was posted online by the leaker included develop developer code that identified the footage as being from an April 1st build of the game. While the leak also included gameplay footage, it's unclear if the hackers would have uh, would have been able to obtain a playable build of the game as opposed to gameplay footage recorded by Naughty Dog and saved on the studio's servers. Pixelbutts claimed to have notified Naughty Dog of the security flaw in February and also says he, he neither participated in the hack nor has obtained any of the materials that leaked. He told Kotaku today that the key to access the Amazon servers was changed on or before April 30th, closing off the apparent hole that allowed for the leak. A Sony PlayStation rep did not reply to Kotaku's request uh, to comment about this account. Greg, what is your takeaway from all of this? Oh, man, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what a way for it to happen. Like, there's so many, like, this whole story is so fucking sad all around. And I don't even mean, and I'm not trying to be melodramatic about it. Like, obviously, there's worse things in the world and yada, yada, yada. But for this team at Naughty Dog who's been working on this game so long, uh, for the fans who've been waiting for it, like, and to find out that it wasn't somebody dropping a flash drive, it wasn't somebody on the team being angry, it wasn't, it, it was just that these hackers were smart enough to look at the code and figure out a backdoor way into the servers, let alone then for naughty dog to sit there and be like, wow, there's no one to blame, but ourselves for this, whether I, and I, I, of course I'm a complete moron when it comes to any kind of technology, whether mm -hmm. this is something that was super obvious or should have been super obvious from an IT perspective, or whether it was just something that got overlooked and is actually, you know, so far into the minutia that why would you ever think that? Right? Like it's so crazy and ridiculous to think that, the you know playstation's biggest game of the year maybe arguably the generation depending on where you want to fight and talk about things and talk about how much we love cory barlog um for that to be leaked this way right and get in this and again like 
if you're on that, like, I can't imagine how many drinks have been had, I guess, over Zoom calls with Naughty Dog, right? Or even just family members who are <laughs> sitting there drinking together and being like, if only we could have hit that first date. If only we could have come out in February. This never would have happened, right? This wouldn't have been a thing. If only we were still coming in May. At least it would have been a tighter, you know, closer turnaround. Maybe you would have had stuff off the servers or whatever done. Or maybe it just wouldn't be gestating as long as it is where it's like to this, you know, day. Like, it's crazy and maddening in a way that like when Naughty Dog tweets about this, they have to say like in their official tweets, like don't look at the comments of this. Don't, you know what I mean? Like when they put up Neil's video today about going gold, they were very clear of, don't look at the comments. People are going to try to spoil this game for yeah. you now, right? And it's not even that, because I I, I I know that like, obviously games have been spoiled before there's been leaks, before there's been all these different things. But I think usually the vault rules for it, right, are to ignore it, act like it doesn't exist. And the fact that this is so prevalent and so real, right, that these are the these are real spoilers. There's no, maybe it's not really that. Maybe it is somebody fucking with you. Like, no, this is the real deal that they have to come out and say this, right? Like even... He mentioned it and I just did too, but like Neil's video published today on Instagram, right? And on YouTube for Naughty Dog, thanking everybody. Hey, we've gone gold. This is so cool. Like there's this tinge of sadness to it, right? Like it's right there. It's, you know, I mean, it not even, it's just below the surface of the message. And he even talks about it at one point. I'm just like, it's been a fucking ride, right? And it sucks that this is where it's at. And even if you think you know, you don't know. And he says it right in the video. Like if you, yeah, you know, he this says is that. a video game, you need to play it to actually understand what's going on. Yeah. Like, it's hard. It's, it- it sucks. It, uh, it's heartbreaking. And yeah, like to the point of the Gone Gold video that Neil Druckmann put out today, right? Like, I think, like, we often forget, like, how uh, human, like, a lot of video game projects are, right? Like, how, yeah. like, people, like, people actually work on video games. Like, I think, I, I think, in in a lot of our minds, like, we know that, but we don't know that. Like, you know, we kind of, yeah, like you, you don't, you don't necessarily see the faces. Of not even just Neil Druckmann, right? But like of all the other people that worked on the game, because there's like, like hundreds of people touch big triple a quadruple a games right that 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 we get to sit in our living room and blast through in like 20 hours right like right. that's that's a uh that's a job for that's somebody worked on for a good like three four years um from every aspect of it right like people who are working on just lighting people who are working on audio people are who are yeah. acting in the game people who are directing it people who are, who are writing the story right like there are so many hands that that uh touch a game and like there's so many people that are super passionate like not even so, like all the people i just mentioned right super passionate about the work they're putting into a thing you know whether or not like we like we talk a lot about the the uh crunch that's been reported at naughty dog and, mm-hmm. and work conditions at plenty of studios and all that stuff right and that stuff does feed into it but at the same time right like there are there are like there there there's a lot of gray you know when it comes when it comes when it comes to this stuff right like you you want to like when the when the stories of the, the the disgruntled worker thing came through, right? Like I think there are a lot of different takes about like, oh well, you know, it's it's a worker giving it back to the man or whatever, you know, or like I guess like people saying that we shouldn't dismiss like you know what the workers are going through, right? I think there's 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 so much that goes into uh all that like there's so much that goes into the situation as far as a game being leaked uh yeah. and like what might come with that, right? In this case, it's hackers. In this case, it's, it's assholes. Uh, coming through and 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 not necessarily ruining the work of people because like trying like, to spoil the party, like, yeah, trying to spoil the party for people, right? For the workers and for fans, right? That have been waiting for this game over the over the last like since Last of Us One, right? Since twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, but with with that even right, like you look at you look at Neil's message, you look at Neil's video, and you're like, yeah, man, like I, like you for, you you forget that actual humans like 
touched a thing uh and and created a thing that like all of us are going to are going are, are very much looking forward to are going to play and are going to going to take that and have kind of a legacy with it going forward and it's that uh, thing that of you know they they made it with the idea of you playing it and being surprised and so yeah when somebody shouts something out in the comments or shows a video or a screenshot on twitter or whatever and ruins a moment to that it, whether you know or makes it so that all of a sudden like, this is what we're talking about last week right of like it so it poisons the well in terms of IGN or us or whoever being able to do this all last second speculation here's you know oh my god what is this going to happen who's you know how is this all going to net out it ruins that but then it also ruins like what we're seeing where they can't even have a nice moment any video and not mention this or in very clear text point out not to read the comments on it right like stay away from yeah. this like this should be it's a bummer this is them crossing the finish line it should be and you know you brought up crunch and obviously Jason's done a whole bunch of good work there and talking about what's going on and what we've, we're hearing out of Naughty Dog other studios as well, but specifically Naughty Dog in this instance, right? It's that problem and chicken and the egg thing we always talk about with Crunch too, and you're talking about them being humans, right? Is that for so many people who are pushing themselves to work these crazy long days, right? It's them pushing themselves and then them as a team pushing each other. And it's not necessarily from the top down, Evan Wells sitting there, you know, screaming at everybody to stay late or whatever. It is this mantra it is this mindset it is this that we're the best and we're going to make all that thing this stuff and it's what we've talked about before right of like you know you crunch thinking you're going to hit this february date and then it gets pushed you crunch it you're gonna hit that date then it's COVID. then it, you know all these different things that are making this a never-ending saga for them i'm sure they're all exhausted but it's also that thing is that they're crunching with the finish line uh being that they're making a great product and getting it out to people and and they're going to be celebrated for them and have that moment and they're going to get to share in the reactions and the videos and the you know people's playthroughs of that and so having that spoiled is not only souring you know this work they put in it's souring why they put it in i think in a lot of different ways and granted yeah, i think it's the normal thing where that's all in the moment that's all right now it's all we can talk about you know you know what a little more than a month away from the game uh like or i guess two months now or whatever uh it's this thing of that's what's eating up the oxygen and by the time we get to release it won't be nearly it won't be nearly ba as bad as it seems right now but again, for them to be at this moment, this thing of like, all right, fine, we got a release date. All right, fine, it's gone gold, but it's still like the headlines still are, even our show right today, right? It's about them getting hacked and how it could happen and what's going on. It's like, that's not what they want to talk about right now. Of course, yeah. Um, and by the like you just said, right? By the time we get there, I'm sure this isn't going to be the the conversation that's had, had sure. a, around Last List, right? Like they're gonna have a launch trailer. There's gonna be different things that are happening. Like E3 is gonna be happening also. Around, uh, well, no, maybe not E3, is. but <laughs> but things are gonna be revealed. Like there's gonna be there's gonna be so much noise and so many other things happening around that time that the conversation when Last List Two gets here isn't necessarily necessarily going to be like. Oh yeah, man. Sucks that they were hacked. Sucks that everything got leaked. Like, there's gonna be a tinge of that, but I think there's also gonna be so much else going into it that, like, th this will end up mattering very little in the grand scheme of things. And also, like, to to speak on the crunch stuff, right? Like, I think what I was what I was even trying to get get at earlier is that like like Ned or Stacy that's working at Naughty Dog, like both can be, like everything can be true above, right? Like Ned Ned or Stacy could be like yeah this cr like crunch sucks or like yeah works work sucked this week because of x y and z because i had to stay super late every single day this week because uh animation was taking their time or whatever was happening that caused uh led to me have to, having to crunch this whole week um but at the same time like that same person right ned or stacy could still be like 
fuck man fuck yeah man like this is like this game is gonna be dope when it comes out i'm really excited for people to get their hands on on this i'm really excited about the work i'm putting in um and so yeah once again it sucks no, i gotta you're talking about the duality of it where it yeah. is that and that's again why this is such a complicated issue crunch in general and the hours of it because it is whenever there's a real discussion and i don't i mean well, this is a real discussion but i mean it doesn't need to be a podcast just about crunch right especially because we've never crunched on a video game but there is this argument of can you have a creative product and not crunch on it in some way because even for us with you know the stupid stuff we do here just talking i mean like that leads to all nighters for Kevin. That leads to us waking up in the middle of the morning. You know what I mean? Like it leads to different things. And granted, again, I'm not saying what we do talking about video games into a camera is crunch exactly, but it is that thing of pushing yourself and doing things that are crazy and outlandish and then yeah. doing it again. And like in general, an E3 is that way for people covering games. Now, granted, again, crunch can be for a video game three months long and a completely different ball of wax and all those things, but it is the duality that you're talking about where, and I think even Jason's article, which I just pulled up from Kotaku uh, from uh, March, right, talks about it, right? Where he's like, and ha ha ha, uh, on May 29th, The Last of Us Part Two will come out. Those who have worked on it tell me they believe it will be phenomenal. Another shining entry in Naughty Dog's quest for excellence at all costs. Some say they think it's the best game Naughty Dog has ever made. Yet there are also those developers, some of whom still work at Naughty Dog today, who say that they're and there's a part of them that actually wishes the game would fail. A critical flop might help show Naughty Dog that this isn't the best way to make games, that this level of sacrifice isn't necessary, that maybe the project isn't worth losing all, the, of, all of these people, that perhaps no matter how many Game of the Year nominations they win or how, how high their Metacritic climbs, uh, all the individual hairs on Joe's elbows and grains of sand in a burlap sack just aren't worth the cost. And again, that's the thing, right, of like they can – be incredibly proud of the work they've done and what they've created, but also be like, there needs to be a change here. This isn't the right way to do it. And also you can vacillate on that where you hate the long nights one night or in or for most nights. And then there's other nights where you have a breakthrough and you have this big creative moment in that. Like it's not yeah. that crunch is bad period. It is this thing of crunch is complicated. And for the most part, not how anybody wants to see people treated. And then it gets back to where we were talking about back with the old, the, uh, Rockstar stuff, you know what I mean? Of uh, Dan Hauser being bragging about the hundred-hour work week, which then, even if he's not, you know, sitting there telling everybody to work a hundred hours, he if he says something like that, then everybody thinks they should work it, which is also paired into this Naughty Dog article. Yeah, of, it's we're it's we're the culture. best studio in Sony's first party. Of course, we're gonna bust our ass to make this happen. Yeah, like a lot of it comes down to a, to work culture, and a lot of it comes down to like the nuances of. The day-to-day of a, of a studio because like yeah you have like the that case from the jason schreier article right of the dude of or whoever being like like yeah man i kind of wish this game i kind of hope this game fails so that naughty dog takes a step back and kind of uh re-examines See, things there right like, there has to be a change yeah like I, I think there was a similar similar quote from a an article about bioware i want to say last year or the year before about somebody talking about like dragon age inquisition hoping that failed in a similar way so that bioware would have to take a, a step back and, and look at the culture they're they're cultivating and understand that it's not the greatest environment to work in like you know all of the above can be true as far as people being fed up with their work environment people being passionate about their work and wanting to see it succeed but then also maybe other people at the studio being like no nah, man this sucks like i we, we need change now like all the above uh can be true and it's it i, I think for us on the outside looking in it's very much dif- difficult to kind of grasp because we're not there because because we're not in the studio and seeing like how different departments are interacting with each other and how like uh 
uh, Chad, Ned, or Stacy, or whoever over here, you know, <laughs> loves their job, loves their work, loves everything that going on. But then, like, somebody over here is like, "Nah, man, like, the the uh, this sucks, and this needs to change." To bring um, it all, so you're right, right, and you're nailing yeah. it. And to bring it all the way back to what we're talking about with this leak, right? It all comes back to the people who make these amazing things that are escapes for us and forms of entertainment for us. I want them to have the best working experience possible. And I want them to be rewarded in the most sensible way as possible. I want them to, I want them to feel the reward of creating this in the way I feel the reward of playing it. And so that works as yes, I think crunch the crunch culture in video games needs to be fixed and amended. And I don't think that's a light switch on off moment. I think that is no. talking it out like, and I think it is, people taking time when they need it and it is bosses being very clear you do not have to work this way and i know that's impossible as somebody who has an employee in andy who works very specifically of like andy will sleep you know when he's not on camera and then he will be on camera and then he will be up till 3 a.m streaming and then he'll start working on a product and it's that thing of like i'll wake up to text or uh, uh slacks from him that are like hey i stayed up till 5 a.m so i did all this stuff but i need and it's like i know he's working he's just working at different hours and i don't want to get in the way of that creativity right but I also don't yeah. want him to feel like he's exhausted and all he does is work and all he does is this. So it's like, yeah, crunch culture is already better, I think, because we talk about it. Because back when I started, it was very much the celebrated of here's a mattress. This is where we sleep when we're making the game. Ha ha ha. High five kind of thing. Whereas now it is more of a, hey, how can people take care of each other? How can we take care of our creatives? And in the same vein as all that, it comes back to this hack thing of like, what a kick in the fucking teeth, right? Like this isn't a... Uh, somebody saw over your shoulder because you were doing something stupid on the subway. This isn't you got drunk and mentioned it at a GDC party and someone overheard and wrote it up. This isn't, you know, you accidentally tweeted something, you set the wrong PDF, you did whatever. This is that you work on it and you think you're doing everything right, but in the back end through some, uh, you know, thing that's way too complicated for me to understand of somebody playing your game and looking at this code and understanding that they can dial back that way. It's fucking sucks, man. I got this question here from Rafael Costa, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games like you can and says, Hi, Dragon Bless. Do you think it is possible for The Last of Us 2 to be a flop? I'm asking this because I'm seeing a lot of hate and people saying that they're going to cancel their pre-orders after the leaks. I haven't seen the leaks and I'll buy it on day one, but I would like to hear your thoughts. Um, and I, I assume this is coming off of, I've heard, I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to get into any of the details of the leaks, obviously, but like you I've seen some of the shit. responses of like, what was that, Greg? You mentioned the spaceship. Oh yeah, the, the well, there's a Horizon Zero Dawn spaceship that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, there's not even spaceships in Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know where I got that from. It's where um, they went to the moon. <laughs> oh yeah, they did exactly. go to the moon. That's what it was from. Yeah. Um, but I've seen like responses to the leaks, like uh, like only like a few uh, people being like, like people being unhappy with what with what was being leaked essentially. Sure. As far as like well, what was in there, um. Do we think The Last of Us 2 can be a flop? I think it's an so, interesting question. It's a very interesting question. And it's one of those, how many, how many, how do you want to cut it? You know what I mean? Like, can it review and have a terrible Metacritic? Review poorly and have a terrible Metacritic? Of course. Of course it can. How many games yeah. have I played at a preview or seen something for or been super hyped for? And then you get there and it doesn't live up to that expectation. Of course it can. Uh, it's one of those where last of us has everything to lose i think because it is you know if you were i mean we did the draft which maybe we'll have time to talk about today right for the fantasy draft and it was the number one pick like i think if you were coming into 2020 talking about game of the year candidates it's on that list and it's not 
short by any amount, stretch of the imagination, but you're like, oh yeah, Last of Us, Cyberpunk. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are the games everybody's turning their eyes to and being like, well, clearly they're the front runners for it, which always means, which is cool, but it's always the most expectation. Uh, you have everything to lose in this conversation. Whereas somebody else like a Celeste can come out of the blue and be like, holy shit, this game's amazing. And you didn't have any expectations. You didn't know what you're getting into. And suddenly that's floored you in a way that you had, you don't have to work uphill for it. Can, so can not, it can last of us fail in that respect? Yes. Can it flop sales wise? I don't think so. Not based on what we're talking about here. What you're talking about, uh, and I, I was looking at, I was trying to see if Herman responded with it. Raphael, what you're looking at talking about when you're like, I'm asking because I'm seeing a lot of hate from people saying they're going to cancel their pre-orders after the leaks. With all due respect, those people suck. And for them, and this is the most part, and I'm painting with a broad brush. So again, I shouldn't say that actually. I'm being, I'm using hyperbole here. The people I've seen saying this and the people I've seen Neil screenshotting his stories on Instagram, right, are the ones who are are the exact same people who were mad about the left behind, or yeah, left behind, right? When the revelations uh, in that happened and they were like, you SJWs kind of thing. Like that's the vocal minority seeming a lot bigger than they are. Like I, what I what I actually go back to when you want to talk about sales is keep in mind that of the millions and millions of people that are going to buy The Last of Us Part Two, such a tiny percent of them are made up by us. And that yeah. means that such an overwhelming percentage is outside right now, or not outside, but at their houses right now, with no idea the last of us endings have leaked, no idea that they don't that people don't like this or don't like that. And instead of the same thing of I have I've had the last of us is a, a I've had some of the, I've had the last of us part two spoiled for me in terms of I'm reading through you're you're wrong I'm looking through my comments I've seen screenshots I've seen mm. text whatever you know what I mean I haven't bothered to dive into it and connect all the things and go watch the videos I want to play the game obviously and uh, frankly I don't care that this stuff's been spoiled for me like because I still want to experience it and see how we get there and what happens but the people who are mad and what I've seen them being mad about don't see it seems like they're just mad at no dog and neil dropping for pushing an agenda and they're trying to shove all this shit down our throats and yada yada and it's like well okay like you seem like a person i wouldn't want to hang out to begin with like you don't seem like you want to have a conversation about this to begin with because now you're not even arguing about what you've played or uh experienced you're arguing about the cliff notes version you you saw on a subreddit and it's like yeah. so what what is the point there like i don't think this game is going to flop based on that i don't think the people who are going to as most of the time when people are like i'm going to cancel my pre-orders they usually don't cancel their pre-orders that's usually something you leave in the comments when you're really really angry about something and think that's the end of it i don't think i mean there's definitely certain people who you know knowing the ending means they won't play it again but i think again they're a small small percentage of this and again to be clear before uh, i'm tarred and feathered by anybody else here I'm not saying I'm painting with a broad brush in the beginning and I was using hyperbole. I'm very much talking about the assholes out there. You can see what you can have looked at that stuff and been like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Blah, blah, blah. And have a totally rational experience and rationale. Why a lot of the people I'm talking, the ones I'm specifically talking about do not have that. Yeah. We're talking about like, will the game flop commercially due to the spoilers? Absolutely not. Like if we're talking about like the people in the grand scope of the last of us part two, like of its release, like that are going to play the game that, uh we're spoiled by it we're talking about like probably like less than two percent of people that like are going to end up seeing those spoilers and yeah. and who had who had interest in the game like the vast majority of people are not going to have have any interaction with the spoilers before they get to play the game and i'll and i'll paint with a broad stroke here because i'm again not trying to sing a lot of sight this is akin to reading the ign youtube 
GameSpot, the comments when you go into when you wade into the internet comments and the people who are there and not in the kind of funny best friend community, right? Where we foster a let's have a real discussion. We can disagree, but we can be civil. You can have these. These are the people who just want to troll and flame and do all this different yeah. stuff and just rage on the internet with their anonymity, right? That's who we're talking about here. And like, why you can't look at that, Raphael, and say, oh, well, this. I'm going to extrapolate from this that because these people are so angry at this spoiler decision, they don't understand that they're canceling their pre-orders. Like, no, nah, that's not how it works. And as far as can The Last of Us Part 2 be a critical flop, I think that's, I think that's interesting because I find, uh, I would be shocked if The Last of Us Part 2 came out to eights, like across the board or sevens across the board. And that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about when I think of Last of Us Part 2 flopping critically. Like, sure. I think like eights will probably be it flopping critically, given what we expect from the Last based of Us. Based on what this game is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah based on what the game is. I, I find it more likely that the game comes out and, and is like, um, is divisive, right? Like it might be oh, a yeah. Death Stranding situation of it comes out and it gets a 10 from GameSpot, a 9 from IGN, and a 7 from Game Informer or a 7 from another site, right? I could, I could see the split being like that because of story decisions. Like, when we're, when we're talking about The Last of Us and what the game's going to come out and be, like, you know, the game's going to be polished. The game's going to look beautiful. You know, the game is going to have great presentation. Like, there's some things that are, I think, givens about this game, right? Like, I think the things that are really, really a mystery that can kind of go, not necessarily go either way, but the places where I can see the game either failing or rubbing people the wrong way are in either the story choices or maybe like there's like a gameplay mechanic that doesn't meld well with the rest of the game and that becomes sure. a distraction or something like that but i i mean the game's going to come out and it's going to be like at the very least good right we all expect it to come out and like be revolutionary or be like you know be it like tens across the board right we kind of expect that because the last was one but yeah, like it, I think this game flopping would be it being more divisive, if anything. And even that, like, I personally would be fine with, you know, if it came out oh, and yeah. like some people were like, this is incredible, or and, and other people were like, this sucks, right? Because I think I that mean, makes for an interesting, an interesting experience or an interesting game. Oh, 100%. You know, based on what I played of it and when I came back from actually having time on the sticks, right? Two hours with it. And I was like, I don't know how anything could beat this for game of the year. Like, I still stand by that impression of the two hours I had of it. What I find interesting is I think from what I played of those two hours, combat environment control, everything is such a step above what it was in the last of us. And especially having just done the uh, uh, Nick's full playthrough of the last of us and getting to watch that game again, start to finish such a step up in presentation, every, everything. What I think will be interesting about it. And this is now based on just what I saw, what we've all seen in terms of trailers and stuff is you remember when the second trailer right dropped with the woman who was getting hung and there was the knife yeah. and they, they were all circled up in like five the, and the then points. i think they they went into la gameplay and it was super brutal right the blowback then was that this is too violent you know what i mean that it's uh it's I, it, when we it's talk like about violent like, for violence sake exactly when we talk about the game getting you know mixed reviews because of story i don't i don't look at that based on any of the stuff i've had spoiled for me i look at it based on the fact that people were worried about this being another fridging you know what i mean they're just going to fridge mm -hmm. this character for ellie then falling uh, into tropes 
exactly. We're going to have this trope here. It's just going to be fucking violent as all hell, which of course, like you saw when it all happened and that, that narrative started spinning up and people started, you know, uh, filing criticism comments based on what they were seeing. Neil was very much like, you know, in, in uh, Hallie too, right. Of th this is a story of revenge, but like there's stuff going on here. We just don't want to go into it. Like we're aware of those tropes and we're aware, but you know, we can't say what we're doing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I feel if that game, if the game comes out and the narrative through line through the, 20 hours. I don't know how long Last of Us Part 2 is supposed to be. Uh, through it is that those things, that's where I see it, it getting knocked down. Right? Where yeah. it, yep, it's better gameplay. It's better this. It's better that. But it is still this trope. It is still this thing. It is a game that I wanted to put down the controller because I didn't want to do that. I think those are the kind of think piece reviews you'd get on it, right? Where it would be the, yeah, it's beautiful. And yeah, it controls really well. And yeah, great, great acting. But like, I don't want to play this because it is so bleak. It is so dark. And I don't know how that's going to net out in the end yeah god i can't wait to get this game dude i can't either uh well we're like five weeks away at this point or maybe six weeks because it comes out the june 19th and so yeah. we're we're getting there we're getting there and we're gonna get them review copies at, at some point beforehand some point, some it's point. Gold now i mean you know what i mean if herman answers us about the mac and cheese maybe i could get that i can lay in about that too here's what i got like, for I so far because Herman oh, Hulse yeah. has not responded on the mac and cheese front. Because I tweeted um, at Herman Hulse, is there mac and cheese in Amsterdam? If so, is it a popular dish? And so then uh, Marley Nito responded. He's talking about Europe in general, though. Uh, Sander Van Vliet says, we have, it in the, in the, we have it in the southern of Netherlands. So I assume Amsterdam has it as well. Though we <laughs> add ham to the dish. Now, that goes back to Marley's thing who said, not really in Europe, we call it carbonara, which is pasta with creamy cheese sauce and ham or pancetta bits in it. So delicious. To which I said, I've heard of it and linked the cooking with Greggy carbonara as if I don't know what the fuck carbonara is. You know what I mean? And he tried to cover his tracks and say, ha, 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 I love that episode. Fuck off, Marley. All right? You're in the timeout corner right now. Does that and count then, as mac and cheese? No, I don't think so. No. I mean, it's noodles and cheese. That's not mac and cheese, though, right? Because what I mean, if it's mac noodles, then no. Like, mac is... Well, it's macaroni. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah you can use if you're making carbonara you could use the elbow macaroni i guess but it doesn't strike me as the same thing that's no. carbonara that's a different thing before so i get to the story uh or to item number two i was actually gonna ask like where, where do you think cory barlog uh stands up in this mac and cheese debate i don't think he stands up at all you know what i mean no? from what i understand his wife does all the work at the house so i'm sure she does that, that while he sense. has his feet up on the thing he drinks another beer smokes another cigarette you know ignores his kid i heard she wrote god of war I heard so too, and he, you know, yeah. he didn't get credit for it, and that's sad. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's, it's upsetting. Sad to see Car Honestly, uh, Corey do that, you know what I mean. You hate Number two, it. Greg, <laughs> Dreams dropped a demo, uh, but where does the game go from here? I'm pulling this from a PS blog post. Uh, they posted this on May first. Uh, this is from Abby Hep, uh, the communications manager mm -hmm. at Media Molecule. Uh, they write, starting today, a Dreams demo is available on the PlayStation Store. The demo includes access to a rotating playlist of some of our favorite creations in Dreams, including the Ornithologist Private Collection, Ruckus, Kubrick, which I highly recommend, Kubrick's pretty fun, uh, Player Piano Player, Art Therapy, and Great Job Human. The demo also includes the first 20 minutes or so of the Media Molecule musical narrative uh, adventure, Art Dream, and all the information you need about the create mode. If you've been if you've been browsing our Dreams companion site in Dreams.me, you'll also be able to add Dreams uh, you see to your Play Later queue, and should be able to buy the full game. They'll be waiting for you in Dream Surfing, ready to play. If you choose to purchase the full version of the game, uh, you'll be able to to pick up Art Dream where you left off, 
You also get access to all the amazing things Dreams has to offer, creative tutorials and classes to teach you digital creation, community jams to get you in the creative spirit, and thousands of games from community members around or across the world with new ones every day. Greg, we've talked about this quite a bit of like, how do you market Dreams? Support and dream. Dreams, do something for Dreams. <laughs> yeah, like what do, like we, we've, talked, we've even talked about like making Dreams free to play for next yeah. gen, all these different things. They've just put out a demo, which is pretty interesting. Yep. Where are we at with dreams? I know we talked about this a little bit uh, in a previous episode, but we never we never really made it like official. Where are what we at mean? with dreams, and where do you, like official in terms of like making an actual item, <laughs> like making like a number a number like topic to talk about? Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Where are we at with dreams, and where do we think dreams needs to go from here? That's the main question I have for you. Well, I applaud this demo number one. You know what I mean? Like this is a great step. I'm glad they did this. The thing I want to see them do is the thing they only do. Uh, occasionally and push that on the other side hit that button that will push the dreams demo to people's playstation 4 remember if you haven't if you haven't opted out of the marketing i forget if on your playstation profile if you haven't opted out of the marketing stuff and they hit the button they can auto install stuff like back in the day remember when they did the shout out the colossus uh remaster right confine.com slash you're wrong i'll throw it open for this they did it where they would install install it to your playstation and then if you click on to be like oh you don't own this game do you want to buy it they can, I get it for the the spring summer sales like those, that just popped up. The, yeah, like the, that stuff. the icon on your on your home screen. Right. So do they, I would do they lo- install that stuff or is it just like because I always thought it was just they added not the, the store stuff, the game stuff. Yeah, where the one shadow did again, kind of funny dot com slash wrong unless I'm totally mis- mistaken. Is that if that, you click on it, you it, it would just be like, hey, you don't own this game. Do you want to buy it? It was like a push. And so I think that was so kind of hmm. across the line scummy that they stopped doing that. But for a demo, why not? Like if you've opted in and you have the ability to auto download stuff, I'd love that for a number of different things. If they had just a demo sign up, like do you want to be enabled to get free downloaded demos of certain, you know, whatever games? I guess that's kind of complicated. But like once a week, we give you a demo or whatever it would have been. Like that'd be a brilliant thing to do. So anyways, glad they did this. They at least need to push it to, if, if not an auto download of it, push it like you did the spring summer sale. And just be like dreams, you yeah. know, right there on the, my cross media or whatever live area dreams demo available click here to get and that, that'd be rad because i think i think this is as usual great news and the playstation blog is wonderful and we love it and we love the blogcast it just doesn't reach as many people obviously as the playstation does so it'd be better i think if it was as soon as i turn on my playstation it was shouting at me you see right dreams. there like the spring sale does not the live area like i gotta go through and see what fucking trophies bless drop popped or whatever you know what i mean or what screenshots got Wait, shared do you, here. do you do that often do you see it no that's what i'm saying is i never fucking oh. do that but i see people okay. thumbs upping my content so oh I know what you're talking about like the what's yeah the, okay I get, I get what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. The what's, what, not what's, what's new, new on playstation but like oh is it what's, what's new? new yeah yeah right what's good uh yeah i want to see it just surfaced as much as possible so people can get to it um where we're at with dreams i think it's been interesting to see how fast not it's faded to crickets but it's how how fast that conversation came and went and i think it isn't surprising number one with the onslaught of games we just had right where it was final fantasy and resident evil and the list goes on number two the fact that there was a pandemic right on top of it as well like dreams for a second there came out and it was the hotness and the whole bunch of people were playing it and sharing stuff and every night i was seeing new stuff shared and this that and the other and i was having a great time i was curating i was working on stuff but then then the game started coming and then life as we know it kind of ended and then it's just i see it on my cross media bar when i turn on but it's that thing for me where i'm turning it on wanting to jump into a game and play something and i usually have a taste for what i want to play whereas dreams is more of that 
let's turn it on. Let's turn it on and see what's happening. Where's the community yeah, at? What's let's going dream on? Surf. It's definitely not that I want to turn it on and do, do any more work, right? I, I'm exhausted and frayed at the end of the day, right? Both emotionally and mentally. <laughs> so it's like I'm not in the mood to jump in and work on the creation that I want to make. But mm-hmm. that's how. How how is your dream project going? Because once you like put it, once you game directing. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's gone really well. Like, it literally, legitimately, the holdup now is 100% me. Like, I got the asset I wanted uh, from a very talented mm-hmm. creator. I plan on still making this eventually. A very talented creator. And then now it's about getting in and recording a whole bunch of dialogue to put into the thing to have it ready to go. But then, you know, I got to do backgrounds. I got to do this thing. And it's just that I, it's the same reason I am not a game developer, right? Or whatever. And it's what I talk about all the time with like creating a comic book or creating a, um, a children's book, like I've talked about before on Kind of Funny Podcast, right? Of like, creation isn't my passion. And so at the end of the day, when I finally have free time, right? And it is, I can do whatever I want. I'm not in the mood to just sit at the computer and make VO. I'm not in the mood to go into dreams and tinker with what I want the background to look like. I'm more in the mood to actually play something and go achieve something or get lost in a world or do this, you know, uh, the activity we all do when we play video games. And so I, when we were talking about this, we did surface level talk about this on either Gamescast or Games Daily with Tim, though. But Tim was there specifically. And I was just like, you know, and I was explain, uh, talking similar to this of like how crazy the times are right now. And Tim said something very powerful where he's like, but if if now isn't the time for dreams, now that we're all in our houses, now that we're all playing more games than ever, what is the time for dreams? And I didn't have an answer for that. Like, you know what I mean? Of this like, that's a great point of if this is the time where we're all at home, we all are starting to tackle our backlogs, right? Like I downloaded yeah. Odyssey again, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I downloaded Assassin's Creed Origins and then I downloaded Days Gone. I'm like, I, or, or Odyssey and Days Gone, I need to, well, Days Gone, I need to platinum period. Odyssey, I've, I didn't do episodes two and three of the DLC, maybe episode three of the DLC. So I should just tweak that. Origins, I never played. It's like, I'm downloading all this stuff to play, but then I'm looking at dreams and going like, I don't feel like creating. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I feel like. Not to mention that I also don't want to turn on dreams and hop around 15 creations before I find three that I really dig. Does that make sense? Where are you at with it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't touched dreams since like probably the last time I talked about dreams on this show. Um, and, and it is for the reason of there have been a pl- bunch of games that have come out. Um, there have been a, there have been other games that have uh, uh, like demanded my attention. You know, last yeah. week we talked about jrpgs that that people should check out on playstation right and i picked one of those up uh, and i've been playing a little bit of that and i think the thing for me in dreams right now is that i don't feel a reason to come back because the experience that i was having with dreams wasn't necessarily creating like it wasn't creating at all not even necessarily like i was not creating in dreams i was just playing dreams and i was just like scrolling through the the dream surfing stuff and like picking out things to play and i think for me that is still a it's still a great experience, right? In theory, like if I do want to play something that is 30 minutes or an hour or two hours long, yeah. like I would like I have that that thirst and hunger to pick up dreams in that scenario. But I've not really had a place where I'm I'm in that uh, scenario lately because I have other games to play. Um, exactly right. Yeah. And so like when we have the discussion about like what is dream, what 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 does dreams need to do going forward? Right. Like they just put out a demo, which is great. Like, I don't know, at least for the remainder of the PS4 generation, I don't know what big moves you make for dreams, right? I don't know if you put out another, like, arts dream, you know, or, like, another, like, big media molecule. I think you do that, and you do what you're talking about earlier, which I know is crazy, but, if, and like, again, it's like, what do you want out of this? We always talk about it. What do you want out of this game? What What is their hope? You know, Shu talked about it being a 10-year game. 
Mm-hmm. I think the next thing you do or need to do right is get some, do something crazy. And it is Tim Schaefer's dream. It is, and, and this is crazy, Hideo Kojima's dream. It is that you get these big players in there that have a name, with all due respect, bigger than dreams. Or at least in a, di- bigger in a different sense to different people. Kojima, yeah. obviously, fucking God. I guess t- Tim Schaefer, who's our go- one of our gods <laughs> that we love dearly. <laughs> I don't know if he's bigger than dreams to certain people. I'm sure other people are like, who the fuck's Tim Schaefer? I'm saying, though, you get in the name to get people excited to turn it back on to go look at it and see that dream. Right yeah. now, you know what I mean? Like every time we start talking about it, I eventually throw up in dreams and see how many people are online and what's what's pop what's popping on the front page, right? And so like throwing it open right now, there's, oh man, 3,700 people online right now, which is great. And you wonder if that has something to do with the demo, right? Because we've talked about it where that number usually used to be around three when we'd be doing this. We saw it go to two. We dropped off for a while, came back, it was 17. And so yeah. it is, you know, tossing it back on though and looking at it and like, I have a whole bunch of stuff in my plate later Q, right but even media molecules picks up here they're all different like what's worth jumping into what's worth going in and playing right now like it's such a and it's not like oh my god woe is me or how uh, it's so hard to find stuff to do in dreams there's a lot of great stuff but it's just a specific mood and right now yeah I'm not it in that very mood. much is a mood yeah right yeah and i for me if i was in playstation's shoes yes i would love to do like the, the tim schaefer like hito kojima or get like creators that we know and love get like toby fox who did undertale or, or get yoko taro or like get whoever right uh is a name right to make dreams for the game i also think that like at a certain point we're just like all right cool we got the game released like that was our big goal this year all right next year our goal is ps5 and figuring out like what is the big dreams push for ps5 whether it is and i at this point i don't imagine it's like automatically install dreams in every ps5 even though i would love that even though i think that would that would be that would be the that would that would breathe all the life that I think Dreams needs in order to to thrive and be successful over the course of a generation, right? Is just have it on PS5s ready to go, and it'd be a great like. I, I want to say it'd be a great seller for the PS5, but I think it'd just be a great like bullet point on that like. Oh, totally. oh yeah, with a PS5 you get this, this, and this. Also, you get Dreams free. Like I think that'd be a great uh boy bullet point to add there. But I I don't I'm not at the point where I'm convinced that Sony PlayStation wants to do that, or even I don't even know if Me Molecule would want to do that or not. Like. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, it's also the question of, and I know this is what we come back to all the time on this show, in particular so far, what is the definition of success? And what is PlayStation looking for out of it? What is a a media molecule looking out of it? And even for us, right, where it's like, I keep saying I'm not in the mood for that. I guarantee I will be at some point. At some point, I'm going to turn on Dreams and it's going to be, okay, now I'm back in for a week and a half, two weeks of checking in nightly, doing these different things, tweaking these different things, following these people, seeing what their creations are. I see like, you know, uh, the kind of funny level coming along in Dreams and people doing stuff with that. That's awesome. Like there's there's legs to that game. So it's not, I don't think about necessarily how many are concurrently on right now as much as how many people come back and forth. Not to mention monetization where we've talked about before where, you know, Little Big Planet was great about, hey, here's a DC Comics pack. There's a whole bunch of levels and characters and stuff like that. Like, is that going to happen in Dreams? Are we going to have the ability to have these levels pack drop and go on and jump in and be like, okay, cool. It is whatever. It is based on this movie. It is based on this game. It is this creator. There's a reason to come back and play that certain thing. Because this is back to what we're talking about again of in the beginning with Dreams. And I'm talking about the beginning when we first started PS I Love You again and started talking about Dreams, where it was how do you have how who's going to be the first person to make a dream and then get PR for it? Like have a PR person who's working on their to publish their, promote their dream inside of Dreams. 
because right now it's like how many barriers of entry to it is where it's like cool i see a funny little video of a dream on my thing and it's like that's neat i don't feel like booting it up and turning it on and doing the thing and going like no i see it right there like how do you make who's gonna make the first dream that is a must play where you're like fuck everybody's got to turn this thing on right now and go play this game because i played dozens of games that are awesome you know you you did too and you've been so good at uh, uh uplifting them here and showing them to people but what does that look like in a longer term thing? And I'm sure that there's dream podcasts out there and dream Twitchers out there that are doing all sorts of stuff, let alone all the creators. Like there's a vibrant media molecule community. There always has been, I think dreams is, you know, the most dedicated audience they've had. And so there's definitely people out there who are dreamers and killing it and crushing it. And, you know, having Tom do such a great job uh, communicating with that community and keeping them going media molecule in general, having those conversations. And I think, it's going to be interesting to see it evolve and what will bring people back. What will bring us back? What will make us start turning it on every night again? Greg, before we get into our third and final item here, um, I added a fourth has he right? Do you think he, he would make great mac and cheese? <sighs> Kaz? No, I don't think he would. He doesn't seem like no? he's got the stomach for it. But doesn't seem like he has the chops. Kevin Coelho, if you want to look at your Slack, I did, I did uh, Slack you a, a link here. It's Fred Steaks is who we've been t- talking about. They are, in fact, black. The one and only Gio Corsi texted me back during the show. Uh, he's in a meeting. That's why I can't take the call. Uh, they are called Fred Steaks, and they are marinated dark blue slash black. So that's why I was confused. Okay. Dark blue slash black. They come from a butcher in Stanford. They are excellent. Excellent. So there you go. We solved that awesome. mystery. Now, we that doesn't it. speak to how Gio's mac and cheese game would compare to Adam Boys compared to Sean Layden, but we, we have one of the things solved here. And I don't know if you heard me. This is not the final item on the rope report or or the X's and O's. I added one that is very sad and important. Gotcha. All right. Well, our our, our, uh, third item on the rope on the um, X's and O's. Uh, Folks aren't happy about this month's PS Plus games, Greg. Shocking. Uh, People on the internet are upset. People on the internet are very upset. Uh, PlayStation came out and announced recently that City Skylines and the PS4 edition and Farming Simulator 2019 are May's PS Plus games. Um... If you look at the PS Plus post and if you look at YouTube comments and all these things, people are not happy. People are very upset about this month's PS Plus games. Greg, I don't know if you've been following this at all or if you have any thoughts on this. Uh, I'll have you know I follow everything PlayStation related and I have been following this. And PlayStation Plus, man, what a no-win situation. (laughs) Damned if you do, damned if you don't as PlayStation as they do this. This reminds me, do you remember when they switched out the games? When people got so angry back in the, what is this? This is last year. February oh, 2007, yes. I'm on the 6thaccess.com, yes. where Jim Hargreaves is like, surprise, Sony has swapped one of uh, July's PlayStation Plus games. Well, here's something that doesn't happen very often. Right before unleashing July's pair of free PlayStation Plus games, Sony has decided to swap one out. Instead of getting Pro Evolution Soccer 2019, subscribers will receive a copy of last year's Detroit Become Human, the futuristic thriller from Heavy Rain Studio Quantic Dream. Meanwhile, arcade racer Horizon Chase Turbo will remain the second free PlayStation Plus game. So there's such outcry about there being a Pez included alongside Horizon Chase that they were able to get changed there, but not right now for City Skylines slash Farming Simulator. Um... I agree. It's not a. Here's the thing. It's City Skylines is great. For sure. Cities is, City Skylines is a great game. Like, what about the real? PS4 version? Because apparently, according to Kevin, the PS4 version is not great. Oh, Kevin, is that true? I, I haven't. I never tinkered around with it much. Kevin's in the other room. I bet. Kevin, he's probably walking his Kevin. dog. Kevin. Kevin. Sorry, I was getting Kevin. the uh, dog an ice cube. Uh, oh, yeah, when I played it on the PS4, it was. Uh, whew, it, it ran. 
<laughs> ran like Garbo and also not fun to control. Okay, well then, I, I, I can't talk about it at all then because I was going to say, I know City Skylines people like, and I know it's been supported. Maybe it's been patched better. Here's, But here's, long and short, let's eliminate how it runs mm-hmm. or whatever. Both City Skylines and Farming Simulator are niche games. Those speak yes. to a very specific audience. And so to put them out into this general pool of games, not a great look. Because, yeah, you can get away, I think, with one niche game, right? Where you're like, hey, here's one game yeah. that you probably heard a group of people like. If it was just Farming Simulator, it was just City Skylines paired with a insert whatever, Days Gone for its year anniversary, which they wouldn't do, obviously. But something to that effect, right? Of like, here's a triple A, here's a double A, here's a a more mainstream game paired with something that is meant for a very specific crowd. In the same way, I think for Horizon Chase Turbo Zero, whatever the hell it was, and Pez, it's like, cool, I don't care about racers and I don't care about soccer. Those aren't, that doesn't work, right? When they're like, oh, we'll put Detroit in there. You're like, that, or that makes way more sense. That, uh, you know, pivots to a direction that I think makes more sense. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you that. It's not, it's definitely not a good month for PS Plus. I agree with, well, I, I not that I agree with the outcry, but I agree with the sentiment that, yeah, like these aren't, these games are for very niche audiences. That said, I'm not necessarily like upset about it. Um, like, I I'm of the mind that you're allowed to like have a bad month, a bad month of games, right? You're, like, nothing in the contract for PS Plus says that we can't have a flop every now and then. And like, given the last few months of PS Plus, PS Plus, I'm like, dude, it's been we just got Uncharted for. Like, you know, we're there. There are other games for for us to play, and also they they offer Journey and um. Uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection for free, which I know people have gone for PS Plus already, but still, like, you know, I, I, I don't think this PS Plus lineup is near is anywhere near the end of the world. That said, uh, in light of this, I do want to talk about some excellent PS Plus games that you might have forgotten about. Uh, this last week, Tech Radar put out an article uh, titled "Best PS Plus Free Games: Hidden Gems You May Have Forgotten Are in Your PS4 Library," um, and they like did like a whole long ass like list uh, article. That has like all the details and all those things. I don't want to go through the whole article per se, but I just want to go through like a few PS Plus games that are in your library if you've if you've had PS Plus and if you've been redeeming the games you that you might say, have forgotten if you, about. If you didn't redeem them, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't redeem them, then have fun paying for Bioshock the Collection. Um, but Bioshock the Collection is the first one, right? Came out in, uh, came out on PS Plus February 2020, and everybody knows Bioshock. Bioshock is fun. Definitely one. Definitely Bioshock one that I. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, also super excellent. Amazing game. Um, Shadow Colossus came out in March 2020 on PS Plus. It's another one. Um, That's a banger right there. Oh, yeah. I was I was actually having, having a conversation about Shadow Colossus today because uh, my friend Moises has been playing it for the first time. And Moises, like me and him used to go back and forth because he like played the beginning of Shadow Colossus and he wasn't really feeling it. I don't think he liked the, the controls. Yeah. And, you, you know, Shadow Colossus is one of, my, one of my favorite games of all time. And he just went back and finished it. He texted me the other day, and he was like, "Hey, man, I just I just played the the um, the fifth Colossus, Avion, who's like the flying like he flies over the water. If you're familiar with Shadow Colossus, and he was like, "Man, that was incredible." And I was like, "Man, I'm trying to tell you this game is great." And he just <laughs> he just finished it today, and he was like, "I get it now. Like I understand why this is one of your favorite games because that was an incredible experience." So I highly recommend the PS4 version of Shadow Colossus, which you you probably have on PS Plus. It's incredible if you haven't played it yet. Uh, they also include Neo here, which was on PS Plus November 2019. They write, 
a more loot-driven alternative to the Souls games developed by Ninja, Ninja Gaiden uh, creators at Team Ninja. Uh, Neil is well worth checking out to see if the third-person melee combat grabs you. Expect an immense challenge. If you manage to get into this one, it's got three DLC packs that can usually be found at a discount uh, in a PSN sale, as well as a full sequel. So there you go. Um, Last was remastered, of course, was on PS Plus, came out in October on PS Plus. Yeah, it's October Tim Gettys trying to ask me for a code for it. Um, wait, who's trying to ask you for, Tim for a code? He's getting all hype watching Nick play stuff. He's Does like, he not own code? the like, Man, Master's come Master? On. Come on, at this point, just go get it. It's what is he doing? What is, how does he not own it? What, what's, oh, have what's you met Tim? He wants to play everything on his Xbox because it's got 4K, um, whatever the hell. And then he just um, sits there and he just gets spirits in the fucking Smash Brothers. That's all he does. This not is a good one. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch was on PS Plus May 2019. Greg, did you ever play What Remains of Edith Finch? I sure did, buddy. Yeah, I did too. Giant Sparrow game ain't going to come out and have it pass me by. That game is absolutely incredible. Um, First person narrative game, walking sim, as somebody said, where like you're basically going to this house and trying to put together. It's similar to Gone Home in the sense sense that you're exploring a house, but there are some more, I don't want to say like supernatural, but there are weirder elements to it um, that make it interesting. Soma from December 2018. Uh, it's another one. Uh, Yakuza, Kiwami, Rayman Legends, Bloodborne, uh, uh, March 2018 was out on PS Plus. Um, Mulder Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, was on PS Plus, October 2017. Um, and I'm going to stop there because, Greg, huh? for uh, this week's Best Friends Talk Back, that's right, that's the segment where we ask you a question and you let us know your answers. Uh, I actually do want to ask the question, what's a previous PS Plus game that's worth checking out? Okay. And those could be, and I, I, I don't want to like read all the PS Plus games. I don't want to take a, take away options from people, but yeah, it could be something that is like high key, right? Something that that you know we may all know about, Rocket League, something like that, or Obviously. it could be something that's lower key that we may not have not have heard of that was on PS Plus. So let us know. You can write in to patreoncom games in that uh, the questions form for PS Plus and uh, give us your answer. So blessing, based on what we've just read, some of these games, you're going to get more of them here, but looking specifically at this month's uh, lineup and it being weak, do you think PlayStation Plus is out of gas? Do you think it's not worth the money anymore? I I, I think it's just an, an off month because yeah. like you imagine there are so many options for games you can include on PS Plus, like, like and even in, ter- in terms of indie games, right? Like, I'm sure you could, and I and I don't know what those conversations are like between PlayStation and indie devs as far as like getting a game on on PS Plus, what that deal is like, and whether or not indie developers are, are likely to agree agree to it or not. But I imagine like you can hit up like, um, like Supergiant, Supergiant, the ones the ones that did like Pyre and Transistor and all that oh, yeah. all, oh, yeah. all that stuff, right? Like I don't think Pyre's been on PS Plus, like that'd be a pull. Uh, Jazz Punk, I don't think it's been on PS Plus. I think that like that'd be a pull. Like, uh, I forget if Sonic Mania was on ps plus or not i feel like ps i feel like sonic mania because no, remember it was it wasn't sonic mania on the xbox and then we got sonic generations or the one you hated and it was a bad deal it's xbox happened- got sonic generations we got sonic forces okay. but i do know that i do i do own sonic mania on my playstation which makes me think it was a ps plus game because i bought okay. sonic mania on switch it's and just, so maybe it's, when and i'd also like this but, um, you know for you people who are going to write in about your previous playstation plus i'm gonna add a, another question to the questionnaire after the show and be like why do you subscribe to playstation plus do you subscribe to it for the games and slash discounts or do you subscribe to play multiplayer online like i feel like 
that's the interesting trade-off. When PlayStation Plus started, I remember, uh, you know, Colin and I doing the tabulation of what we got for free or discounted and doing the addition. And, you know, really quickly, we got more stuff for we, – we got more like stuff the, for on, free out of it than we put into it in terms of money. You know what I mean? Yes, because like, like this, month, this month alone, right? This month alone is an $80 value for the PS Plus, PS right, Plus right, games, right, 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 right. right? And PS Plus for the year is like $60. 60 bucks for 12 months, yeah. And, and even so, right like, now, I'm on the PlayStation store, uh, PlayStation store online, right? And it's like we think about the free games, right? But then there's also in the ability to play online, but there's a free, there's an exclusive Final Fantasy VII remake cloud theme. There's a Fortnite celebration pack that's free. Uh, there's an add on for Path of Exiles, Call of Duty Warzone. Then there's discount, or I'm sorry, uh, Paradiso Island Carnival pack, okay? And then there's yeah. discounts on uh, Genesis Legendary Weapons pack, Genesis Elvira Witchwood pack, Genesis Neo Doomsday pack. And I think that's those discounts, like, they I add up early on being such a big deal and us using. And I can't remember the last time that I guess what happens now is I'll buy something on PlayStation. And if I see it's PlayStation Plus discounts, like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. Like, yeah. I don't think uh, about it as like part of this giant thing. Kevin but I would think that so many people and, spend the sixty bucks just to be able to play online with their friends and not worry about it, and have cloud I'm, I'm, saves. I'm, saves for me still is why it's like invaluable. I'm with you there as far as like I think first and foremost when I play PS Plus, I'm I'm or when I play PS Plus when I pay for PS Plus, right? The idea is oh yeah, I'm doing this. I can play games online, and then yeah, cloud saves. And then also I should mention uh, Kevin DM me. Uh, let me know Sonic Mania and uh, was free for PS Plus uh in june it doesn't say the year but uh june 2019 it looks like with uh borderlands the handsome jack collection nice so job, there you jack. go thank you kevin um but yeah like i i can't remember the last time i played a ps plus game yeah like i've, I, I've redeemed them for sure you know what i've I mean? redeemed like, them I, when nathan sure. drake collection came around i was like oh you know what i i i had lent my the disc i'd gotten for review or whatever i'd given it to him and i think he gave it to a colonel or whatever and so i never got it but I, saw, I did it there and like something else. Like I've, I've used them, but. Which makes me wonder, like, what is the, like, what is the average experience with PS Plus, right? Like how, how often do people play the PS Plus games? Because I feel like earlier, earlier in the generation, it's way more common than at this point in the generation where you probably, um, you've probably redeemed so many games through PS Plus where it's like, like, dude, I just, I, like you just got Uncharted 4 and Neo and all these different things. Like, you know, do you have the time to play these games every single month? You must have a backlog at this point of PS Plus games to go back to, yeah, um, to where you like. Why would you be keeping up month to month at this point? Okay, I'm gonna. I'll make a note of all this. Are we? Are we doing like a survey? What's, what's happening? What, yeah, no, I'm gonna put it up in the on the uh, you know Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games when you click on your what your when you click on the thing to give us your bat your PSN name mm -hmm. for approval your question. I can toss in all sorts of different things there, and I do perfect. Uh, story number four is one directly from you, Greg. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to let you take the Sad. lead. Okay, everybody. I got bad news for you. All right. This is, uh, you're going to think it's not a big deal, but this is the canary in the coal mine. I think it was last week on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Gary Wood was like, when are they going to stop making Vita games? I'm like, they'll never stop making Vita games. Somebody will always make Vita games. And technically, somebody always will, but we have bad news coming. This is from Radalika Games over on Twitter. All right. It's a multi part tweet that I put into one. Well, we have some sad news today. Starting August, Peggy, P-E-G-I, will change their fees due to PS4 adopting the IARC system. The, quote, casual game tier will be removed, meaning the cost for new PlayStation Vita title releases will go from 250 euros to 1450 euros, 1450 euros. 
parentheses, PS Vita won't be a part of IARC. Uh, this change will make way more expensive to make PS Vita versions as before. We only had to pay about, or a, a little bit, if you can't tell from the broken English, there's a bunch of, but about uh, 250 euros for one game, Guard Duty. And we cover that with the physical edition. From now on, it would be that for all games, which most probably will make all PS Vita versions lose money. Oh, We're man. unsure what we will do now on what we've what we will do from now on as QA is still closed without a reopening time. So maybe by the time it reopens, we could be in autumn time or winter time. Very sad news today indeed. Now again, broken English there, using a lot of acronyms I don't fully understand. But the long and short of this is that <clears throat> They've changed the way they're classifying video games. Apparently, Vita games used to be classified as casual tier games in this IARC system, right? Now that that's changing, and Peggy's cha so Peggy's changing the way, basically, the ratings board uh, in Europe, right, is changing the cost to rate a PlayStation Vita game, which will now make probably PlayStation Vita games not worth the money you would call it would cost to get them rated on that platform. They're going, apparently, according to Rattle Games, it's going from 250 euros to 1,450 euros, meaning that that's, that why would you spend that uh, discrepancy if you're not going to be able to break even or even make money on it? So it looks like that's a big deal. Rattle of course, the ones who put out all the cheap platinums I really, really love. So mm. super sad blessing. And it's very it's sad. Very in the coal mine for what's going on with Vita, and I won't have you forget about it as you try yeah. to today. When you when when you said uh, canary in the coal mine, I started laughing because I thought I thought the news was just that readily because stop making video uh, video games anymore. Oh no, but, never, never. Yeah, with 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 everything else included here, right? It seems like video games in general are gonna are there. There's less incentive to make them, uh, which is unfortunate. Heartbreak. I have my Vita sitting right here, by the way. What are you playing on it? Um, I've been remote playing Persona Five Royal. Oh, how's that working? Yeah, out man. You laying in bed playing? Uh, what was that? You laying in bed playing? I am laying in bed playing. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. it's hit or miss. Like I don't know what it is, but like half the time I try to connect uh, to my PS4, it just doesn't work for some reason. I get like an error thing, and then yeah. like at certain times I can make it work, but then like it gets choppy about like 15 minutes in and all this stuff. And so it's not it's not ideal, but Persona is a game that I feel like I'm in like having that game on a screen that can just hold you know and look oh, down at as opposed to like playing on my TV. Like it it feels it it feels perfect to play that way um in a way that it kind of hurts my heart that the game isn't on any mobile or handheld device i'm looking at you the switch i know right yeah or you're looking at playstation for a vita too i mean that too i would i would for sure play persona 5 royal on a vita too all day every day oh yeah greg that's well, it for uh x's and o's that is the end of X's and O's. So let me tell you about our sponsor. JK, it's just youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember, uh, you should go over there and subscribe. Did you know that youtube.com slash kind of funny has more YouTube subscribers than youtube.com slash kind of funny games? That's fucked up. You're going to tell me you care more about fucked Andy up. and fucking Nick smelling each other's farts on KFAF than you do us talking about video games. I don't buy it. I know we're more successful. You just listen to us on a podcast. So what I'm doing, uh, asking you to do is simple. Uh, put on your emergency break right now in the middle of the street. Open up your YouTube app and subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I don't give a shit if you're watching the videos. Just go there and subscribe. Right, Blessing? Right. Blessing, now it's time for what you've been playing, uh, where we catch up with each other in terms of what, 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 what have we been gaming? You know what I mean? Where have we been experiencing the video games, as the kids say, throughout this here week? Uh, Blessing, I won't lie. My list is kind of short because I'm still addicted to Predator Hunting Grounds. I mean, man, do you, man, have a good time, do your Thank thing. You. I, I, I got to respect it. 
you know uh, we did yeah we did the review of course last week and of course for uh ftc clarity and all that jazz remember we're doing sponsored streams with uh the predator hunting grounds for, or well we're doing ilphonic sponsored us to do streams of predator hunting grounds and i can tell you i'm playing far uh, way more than enough to tell you it's not a sponsorship not that you think that's what i would do it for because you know me and you'll see the show and you know i wouldn't fucking do that i digress um i'm level 74 right now in predator Jesus, uh, having a great time it started if you remember when people were like oh you're gonna platinum this one greg and i was like well you know i don't know there's a lot of trophies in there you got to kill a lot of things you got to get a bunch of stuff i i'm still not of the intention that i'm going to platinum it anytime soon but i don't see us stopping this game nick is still super into it i'm still super into it he still sends me the funny texts that you know the predator's been he the predator started covid we should go get him the predator's out there somebody's got to stop him for two hours a night you can kill a predator like I thought when I looked at the trophy listing of, you know, the trophies here that getting the trophy for hitting level 100, right. Would be like, take me a long time. Be kind of ludicrous here. We mm -hmm. are, you know what I mean? Not that I'm going to get it tomorrow night or anything, but I'm not that far off from you're going to hit it naturally hunting grounds master. Right. And so when you say that you start looking through the other trophies and it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, as predator gather a uh, hundred full trophies from the fire team bodies, which is the full blown ending kill or whatever, or like the long kill uh yeah i am definitely oh oh man the i'm long probably kill? in double digits there i mean i've definitely done at least 10 but i mean i'm not close to 100 that's something that see that seems like the one that'll like get you but see here's the thing hear me out again this is not greg miller saying he's gonna platinum plat predator we know how this goes if i say it it won't happen and i'm a, I'm a joke uh it what if, if we just keep playing it though and chipping away at it if we eventually get down to Hey, all right, cool, whatever. It's, you can do this. Then I could, we could just cheese the system, and I could always farm them if it gets down to. I have two or three trophies left, and it's you know get the. I'm just glancing. Claim a thousand fire team members. Those are any claims, so not the long one, just the short one. If we were doing that, and it was just a boosting thing, right? Where I had, I don't even know five five best friends that I was just bullshitting around it with, and I was just out there killing them. You could clean up, but again, I don't know if you'd have to. Because if I'm actually going to play the game for a long time and we don't stop, if they, if you know, I mean, what are they doing for mm -hmm. DLC? What are they doing for future updates? You know, I'm, I don't think it's going to be the same intensity we've had. You know, we were talking about in the review, right? Where uh, while we were playing it over the weekend, I think my fever broke, not to where I wasn't like insatiable that I needed to play it. But when I get that text from Nick and I hit you up and I hit up Andy and I start going on the line to try to assemble a team, I'm stoked to play. Like I'm, I'm ready mm -hmm. to play more. I want to get back out there. When, like, when we talk about talk about a hundred trophies, though, like. I think it comes back to like how often do you play as predator and then how often yep. do you get the long kill? Yep. Yeah, I know. I usually save the long kill for my last kill. You know what I mean? So like that's the yeah. thing. But again, if it's like a fine one, if this ages, if this, you know what I mean? If the trophy, if, you know, whatever, I would have uh, whatever, a uh, uh, backwards compatibility with PlayStation 5, right? So I'll pop that in there. I'll still be fine. I, I don't know why I'm popping a disc in. It's a download. That doesn't make any sense. But you follow me on it of like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Basically what I'm saying is movie. I can't stop playing predator still. I'm still very much in love with the predator and addicted to predator. And it's how obviously it helps that we have a, a team of kind of funny uh, friends that actually want to go play that, you know what I mean? That Nick's down. You're usually down except for when you're making beats, we can convince yeah. Andy if he's not streaming with Bruce green for some reason, like, you know, we're actually playing this as a friend group in a time where we actually don't get to see each other. So like, it's fun being on shows with you, but it's, you know, nice to bullshit around and actually have a conversation too. That's not being recorded with Kevin listening in, but Kevin, that's the other question. Where the fuck have you been? When are you going to play yeah, some been, Predator with us? Uh, you know? I've been handling stuff here, right? You know about that. But, uh, what, you want to play tonight? Yeah, I do want to play. I, I just set up my PS4. Do so. you want to play in the stream with us tomorrow? Well, let me play tonight and understand if I know all the buttons. 
Sure, uh, sure. There's a lot of them. Here's what I'm gonna sell you down though. The stream tomorrow. Snowbike Mike's coming. I'm in. I know you would be. That's all it is. You say the two. You say the magic words. Snow bicycle Michael. Kevin comes. Snow bicycle Michael. <laughs> uh, so Predator's great. I'm still playing that. I'm still unlocking a bunch of stuff. Having a great time with it. And then the other one I played was my uh, 104 PSN game rank. Remember, each and every week, ladies and gentlemen, blessing and I pick a game from the PlayStation blog. The rules are simple. It can't pick. We can't pick the same game. We can't pick something that's AAA, and it should be something we were going to play anyway. Uh, then we come back here. We talk about what we played, and we rank them in one ridiculous list. You can keep up at kindoffunny.com/slash 104 list. It's of course 100. And four PSN games ranked. Um, I played Streets of Rage 4, which I think we're starting to see as we're getting deeper into the year and more really good games come to the PlayStation blog and come obviously to the PlayStation store. Us open up the definitions a little bit better on what we can play, right? Because Streets of Rage 4 has been one that I had seen at events. I know uh, I, I like Streets of Rage a lot on Genesis 1 and 2. I remember uh, me and Mike Boylan playing through those and having a great time. But if it wasn't for this segment, I don't know if I would have actually played it this week where I would have gotten a code and or whatever. Or I, and I maybe would have, but I just don't see me turning it on when I was playing Predator. You know, I hate, I know it's a PlayStation podcast. I'm still very much playing Animal Crossing. Like there's all these different things I'm playing that I don't know if I would have made time for Streets of Rage uh, for here on its launch week. However, so happy I did. Like, what a beautiful little game. What a nice throwback to it. You know, in same in the same, if you never caught a PSN uh, games ranked list here, like we don't play, well, necessarily, we don't play them all, you know, the way through or play 90 hours of them or whatever. I'm in stage five or whatever of Streets of Rage 4. I've been bouncing around the different characters. I've died a bunch and had to restart levels. Um, it reminds me so much of Streets of Rage 1. And I don't know if it's that I'm more competent or... I feel the game is a little more forgiving, but I feel like it's that nice balance where I'm not frustrated. I, For me, side-scrolling beat-em-ups, uh, bless, are like a hit-or-miss thing where something like Final Fight I loved. Uh, I remember reviewing the whatever collection at IGN. Uh, you know, like I said, Streets of Rage, they did. But like Scott Pilgrim, when that came to PS3, didn't click for me. I didn't like the way no? sprites lined up. I was having trouble playing it. I just didn't adore it the way everybody else did. That soundtrack, though slapped i'm not gonna argue yeah, there. Don't, it's don't, a great come soundtrack on come on now uh streets of rage 4 uh i i connected with no problem i have that thing again where i'm not the side scrolling beat-em-up guy and again i want to play other things that when i would die i'd be like all right cool i'm gonna bounce i i didn't come back to be frustrated with it you know what i mean when i'd have to re i'd get a game over screen which is why i don't think i advanced as fast as i could have if i really wanted to sit there because i saw imran of course uh from kind of funny games daily tweet that you know he was blown away this weekend because he expected to play for a little bit and ended up beating it three times with different characters and being totally engrossed in it. Um, I get that. It's just not where my headspace was at. So I thought the combat was fun. I think the difference between characters is fun. I love the uh, art style to it. The, back to what you were talking about, Bless, the soundtrack is uh, fucking amazing. Like, so good. Like, that chip tune beat him up, you know, like, 80s vibe to it of all that, or, I guess, 90s vibe to it. Um, really, really great game. Just really, really fun. Uh you know, I was impressed that they had online games working in there. I did a, a versus match against a rando. It, seemed, it, it didn't run as well as, like, the regular game did, but it ran fine enough. And then I could well, – I didn't understand what I was doing, so I tried to go back into my story, and I was bringing that person with me. So, like, once you get paired up, you can fight each other. You can take that person to the game. There's, you know, boss rush mode and a bunch of other stuff. But as somebody who loved the original Streets of Rage, like, I think this is a, a, a definitely a worthy sequel. Uh you know, I, when we did the review roundup, I know a lot of people were talking about it being just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake kind of thing in their reviews and not really pushing it forward. From what I've played, I agree with that. I mean, there's special moves and there's, you know, you can go in and see like 
you know, how to do not only the special moves, the star moves, but then the other like uh, abilities of like, you know, back back on the joystick and strike or whatever and holding there's there's different strategies for it. Um, I get all that, but the gameplay itself was enjoyable. I'm finding a rhythm with different characters like I like I like Cherry. Uh, I like Blaze more than I like Axel or stuff like that. Like there's a reason to play as them in terms of what their special is, what their, uh, you know, swing back move is and stuff like that. So there's a lot to it. Uh, I think it's really, really good. And I think I, you know, I don't, you'd have to come in, right? Cause I definitely think it's the most complete game I've played. So immediately I'd say, and right now for me, of course, on the list right now, uh, number two is round guard, which is the first uh, of my games that are in there. Streets of Rage 4 is, I think, hands down a better game than Round, Round Guard, which is still fun and great. It's still on my PlayStation. It's something I like to tinker with. But you'd have to tell me if you think what I'm saying sounds like it's a better game than Undernight Inbirth EXE Late <laughs> Control R, which is uh, the number clear. one right now. I mean, it's hard It's hard to really say because they're very much apples and oranges, right? Like, uh, yeah. for people to remind people, right, Undernight Inbirth is a fighting game series, and it's very much like an anime. Think like... I was gonna say think guilty gear, but I'm sure if if you know what I mean when I say think guilty gear, you probably already are familiar with Undernight Inbirth. But it's similar to that, right? The anime-ish like um, 2D fighter where you're like doing all the quarter circles, doing all, all your special moves. And Undernight Inbirth is very much like like you're saying with with Streets of Rage, right? Also very much a complete game, which is probably more than what we can say for like a lot of the games on the oh, on this sure, list. Totally. Um, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I'm fine with going to number two because again, this isn't a game. I'm telling you, I can't stop playing or I can't put down. Like I, I lose and I put down, and I, it, you know, am I going to go back to it and like actually put more into it? I don't think so. But again, I'm not the side scrolling beat 'em up guy. The reason I like doing this list is picking something I normally wouldn't play, investing time in it, and coming back with an impression of it. Obviously, there's reviews all over the place for it. Well, where I'm at with Undernight in Birth is that as the time I was talking about it on this show, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to go back and play it a whole bunch more. And I found myself not going back and playing it uh, and not knowing if I'm going to go back and play it, mm-hmm. mostly due to the fact that I don't really have people to play with. Like I have one other friend that I know that plays Undernight in Birth and they've just been playing other games. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, like in terms of going back and, and or in terms of what I think of when I think of a fighting game and the purpose of a fighting game, right? Like, you know, I I think Undernight in Birth would be succeeding for me more if I was going back and playing it somewhat regularly, which I'm not doing. And then also, like, in terms of Undernight in Birth as a complete package, right? All the stuff in terms of the core gameplay and the fighting and all that stuff, super excellent. But then there's also, there are other modes that I felt like could, could have been fleshed out more in terms of its, um, there's like a visual novel mode in there that yeah, I feel yeah. like they could have gone over like way further with and that's kind of where you're getting all all the story for or from for Undernight in birth like there it didn't seem to be localized very well um the way it was set up left much to be desired i kind of wish that they threw fights in there all these different things and so i the thing i'll say for you in streets of rage is that if you feel like streets of Ra- streets of rage overall is a complete package uh feels good like all around then i'm yeah. fine with it going above Undernight in birth okay I do. So I think that's where I'd, I'd toss it in there, right? Uh, in the YouTube chat, which I rarely go to, but of course, this is different pandemic and everything else. Uh, the one and only Demetrius Newell says, Re and I beat Streets of Rage the other day, but definitely is tough on later levels. Lol. Uh, yeah, that was the thing is, in this beginning part, getting my feet wet and learning, uh, you know, different moves, different grapples, how to counter all that stuff. I was like, man, I feel competent in this. And I'm like, I bet I'm going to get my ass kicked later on if I continue <laughs> on. And I also didn't play it correctly because I didn't play with somebody else. And this is meant to be, you know, a co-op thing. And I could easily partner up online, but I wanted to see it. And plus, Gary would have fucked me over if I just never wanted to play at the time mm-hmm. I wanted to play. 
he wants to play in his schedule, Mr. Hollywood. But yeah, I'm putting it number one then, Streets of Rage 4. A new number one. Look there at that. Is. What a day. What a day. Look Plus, at what have you been playing? Oh, man. I've been playing a lot of video games, Greg. Uh, I So right now, I am playing a triple threat of JRPGs. Okay. Uh, I'm playing Persona 5 Royal. I, I'm playing uh, Trails of Cold Steel, which we recommended last week. And I'm also playing Final Fantasy VII, uh, the original game from 1997. Um, Why not? So to start off with Final Fantasy VII, because I don't have much to say about it, uh, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I've found myself slowing down since I, like as i get as i'm getting further into the game and i think it's one of those things where like midgar i like blew through right like i i was in it i was invested all these things because and i think that is because uh i'm coming off of a remake which is yeah. just midgar in in the original final fantasy 7 and so like i found myself enjoying that to the max but as, as i've gotten past it I, i've still been enjoying the game and i've still been really digging it but it's been one of those things where i'm like all right, so where do I go next? All right, okay, cool. I'm stuck here. I'm not sure exactly because the game really opens up. And then also, like the thing I will say about Midgar is that having played remake, I knew exactly where to go, which is like the the very cool thing about going yeah. back and playing the original game is that like, you know, after I get done with a certain section, I'm like, okay, no, okay, cool. I know exactly to go to Walmart. Oh, I know, I know that I need to go to Aerith's house, or I need to, I need to go here. Like that stuff was very clear to me as I was playing those first eight hours. And now that I'm way past that, the further and further I go, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of lost. And I, I just what don't know which doing? direction the game wants me to go. Um, and so that's been a thing I've been kind of struggling with a bit, especially since it's, it's an older game, which means it's not really like, it's not really pointing me in the direction, right? The signposting isn't as, uh, as much as you get uh, from, as a game that you play nowadays. Sure, not as much quote unquote handholding. Yeah, not as not as much hand holding, and so that's been an interesting thing to kind of to kind of struggle with. Um, but the thing I will say is that there are some moments in the game that are really cool, just visually. Like they do a great job of utilizing. I don't even know if it's if I can even call it FMV because it seems like like there are rendered cutscenes essentially that graphically, at least for the time, graphically look very good, and even now, like look pretty. Um, like I just came off of a location called Rocket Town, and essentially, like there's a cutscene there when you like complete that section of a game that shows like a base, like a, a structure uh, falling, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and the way that they in game like pan up to so like you can see the structure uh, in like the rendered background. Um, they pan up so you can see that structure. Then they kind of transition into like the I'm going to call it FMV, even though I'm I'm sure that's not the right thing to call Using it. The wrong terminology, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they 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 transition into that, and then they show the cutscene, and then transition out of it. The way they did it seemed really cool and really forward thinking in a way that I was very impressed with while okay. playing the game. And so I want to give a shout out to that because that was really cool. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing more. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel. I've started. Okay. I'm about three hours in. Uh, and I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, it's really cool. Um, the premise essentially is you're playing as Reen Schwarzer, uh, and you're a new student at Thor's Academy. Uh, the game takes place in like a med- medievalish like fantasy kind of setting, uh, and you're put into Class Seven, which is like this class for like gifted students that was started th- like the the year that you're entering into the school. And the the, the point of the class is is supposed to like assemble like the super team of students essentially uh when i say like super team right it's like supposed to be like very gifted students from very different backgrounds and so like you have students from different like socioeconomic classes students from different like countries all these things and it's like 
it's like a it's a classroom of nine students that are uh that are kind of assembled together that are dealing with like their differences as human beings uh which i'm finding to be very interesting and compelling so far the in terms of gameplay setup it it's it's what people were telling me last week uh okay. in the the best friends talk back se- section where it very much seems like a fusion of persona and final fantasy uh like the there's there's an orbit system uh well they call it the orbit system that is basically just the materia system uh which i like a lot and then also like in terms of the game's characters and stuff and all this stuff it seems like persona in more of a fantasy setting where you are in a school you are taking things day by day uh you are traversing through dungeons doing all these things and like the, you're having dialogue between students to like build those relationships. I don't know if there's like a, a confidant or a social link element to the game at all. I'm not that far in, but so far I'm enjoying what I've gotten. I want to play more. Um, the thing I will say is that I've also been playing Persona Five Royal, which when I, when I, Dude, you're never gonna get through them all this well, way. That's and, and that, that's what I was about to say is that when I started playing these three games at the same time, I knew at a certain point I was like something's gonna give i'm gonna have to focus on <laughs> one of these games because either i'm never gonna finish any of these games yeah. or i'm just gonna be distracted and i found that persona 5 royal may for now have been the winner in terms of that inner conflict of choosing a game because now I, for now the game we'll you've see. already played a game i've already played but persona 5 royal has introduced like so here's the thing i'll say about persona 5 royal i probably as of this time last week i was probably like two hours into persona 5 royal now I'm about 20 something hours in and I am having a blast. I, I I loved Persona 5 when I played it originally. I had some complaints with it. I didn't love it as much as I love Persona 4 Golden, mainly because I, I think I liked those characters better and I liked uh, I, I didn't necessarily love the dungeon setup in Persona 5 Royal as much as like the procedurally generated stuff in Persona 4. Like I just found that like the design dungeons I felt like didn't allow for as much problem solving and I, I think that's more of what i wanted a dungeon is like feeling free to like problem solve and put things together in my own way like i feel like a lot of the solutions for puzzles in persona 5 royal or not royal but persona 5 uh felt very linear and very like all right go here press x go here press x okay cool you did the thing now you're going on i playing persona 5 royal i find myself enjoying the game overall way more and i don't and i think part of it is just the fact that it's hitting better the second time because i know what to expect um but then also a lot of the improvements that they have in persona 5 royal i think are pretty cool in very subtle ways like they add like a lot of subtle battle mechanics that really add a lot of dynamic to how you are going about the dungeons and going about battles like you are you have um each of the personas like where i'm at in the game right now right like each of your personas have like a special ability that wasn't like around in the in the original game and so like it'll be a thing where all right when this persona uses ice moves it's now cut down by half of like your your sp which is like your your mana essentially and so like that'll be that's an example of one another example is like okay this persona over here does 20 percent more physical damage and so just like unique abilities for each of your personas like that's like a very that's a very small change but it adds like a level of depth that I'm appreciating to now where I, when I'm fusing personas and having to figure out like, all right, what do I want to keep from this persona? What is my strategy going forward? There's that. There's the fact that uh, Baton Pass, which was a mechanic 
from the original game that was locked behind your confidant levels is now av available from the get-go for all your characters in this game. And what Baton Pass is, is essentially if you hit, uh, if you're in battle and you hit an opponent's weak point, um, say like my opponent, my enemy is weak to ice. I use ice on that opponent. They then get staggered. I can then use Baton Pass to pass it, pass that. Because um, usually what would happen is I would get another another turn if that happens. Sure. I can then pass that along to another teammate um for like my second oh, turn okay. and uh, when that happens they get like a boost in attack um and, and all this stuff basically that's that's available from the get-go uh as opposed to being locked behind a confident level which i think adds a lot more um it just it just makes combat more dynamic and there are like a bunch of those small changes that i think add up and make the dungeons and combat way more interesting to me uh this time around than they were the first time around uh okay. which is really cool uh the couple of new characters i met so far seem really cool and overall like just the story in general like i'm enjoying the second time around i think it's one of those things where like the first time you know the story stuff i loved absolutely enjoyed i think playing it again through the lens of knowing where everything is going i think is mm. is kind of uplifting everything more to where now i'm seeing like how they're connecting dots together and now i'm seeing like where the, where certain characters are starting out out from um and enjoying it from that perspective and so I'm having a blast with Persona 5 Royal. I'm like addicted to it now, uh, which is something I wouldn't have expected, but I'm in it now. I'm in it now. And so Persona 5 Royal has won the JRPG battle. I'll come back to Trails of Cold Steel okay, all right. uh, probably afterwards. Since they're so so similar, I don't want to be comparing them back and forth uh, too. And so it worked out in that way. Awesome. And then, Greg. Yeah. I've been playing Telling Lies, which oh, is yeah. my uh, 104 PSN games ranked game. One of my games of the year last year, top ten, top ten. And Greg, what a great game! Like Fuck yeah. I, I played her story and I enjoyed it. I ended up giving, uh, giving up about like halfway through her story because I was just, I was kind of frustrated and I was like, I just want to know what's happening because if you're <laughs> unfamiliar with the games, right? Like her story, you're basically going through this database of like old uh, videos from like an interrogation and like they're different. Like like the inter interrogation takes place across the course of like I don't, I don't know probably like let's say like nine different instances and so you're going through video footage of a girl talking about like her accounts with like what was going on with a certain thing right and you're trying to put the pieces together by searching in keywords um doing all this cool investigative work uh telling lies is basically that same thing it's, it's doing investigative work you are taking you are looking up videos based on the keywords that are said in that video um but it's less so it's not it's not interrogation it is uh they are recorded private conversations that you're looking through um across multiple characters which i think adds a a bigger element to what's going on in the story like you have it feels like you have much more to work with in terms of what you're putting together and moments that happen in the story and all these things um it's hard to really talk about it without spoiling it but the thing yeah, i'll say right. is that the the actual characters you know i i like them i think the performances are good uh even though like the main dude i, I feel like some of his performances kind of like hit or miss well, at some I point him. i liked him a lot i liked him at first but then at a certain point i was like man i don't i mean yeah let me not talk let me not get into it I, there's certain <laughs> character moments with him where i'm like all right man but overall you know really enjoyed it uh the thing i'll say is that like my one complaint with it is that you're getting since you're you're looking you're looking up 
like uh, recorded conversations, you're usually getting half a conversation at a time. And so like if I type in the word love, for example, which is like the first word that they actually have you look up, you look up love, right? If you, if you click the first video, you get a guy talking on his webcam, talking to like, let's say like his, his wife and kid, right? They're having a conversation and you're like, all right, cool. You're only getting the dude's perspective. Like you're not getting the other the other side of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and so you then have to like look up like what you think might be the keyword in the opposite end of the conversation and then watch that conversation. Really cool mechanic, but that then means I'm like listening to the same conversation twice yeah. and only only hearing one side of it. I wish there was a way where I could in game combine those two things. Twice. I know I can just probably open up like another like window or something or like an if I, maybe i could have two versions of the game and make it work that way yeah, but like that's not, not how you want it. to do it though i don't think exactly <laughs> and so i wish i wish they made it so that in game i could open up two windows maybe this is a thing and i just didn't figure it out but if i could open up two windows and have them play at the same time so that i'm getting both sides of a conversation at the same time that would be great but aside from that like i had a blast with this game this is one of my for this for this uh section right the 104 psn games ranked one of my favorite games i've played from this section uh i thought like the story moments were pretty compelling i thought the the arc somebody who played it on ipad so i could tap and Uh touch and do all that stuff how is it cumbersome searching the words clicking through which word you want finding the keywords not at all like the one thing that i'll say is cumbersome is it seems like you have to rewind each video um because like you'll search a keyword right let's say the, the Let's go back to the word love. You right? You 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 search the word love, and then the the video will take you to where that word is said in the video. But if it's a five minute video and that that word is said four minutes in, it seems like you then have to rewind all the way uh, in order to go yeah. back to back to the beginning of the video. But there was a thing that I figured out, and I think it was a glitch. I don't know if this was intended or maybe this was just like a known shippable kind of thing of like, hey, if they figure it out, good for them. But like, I found that if I hold like a certain combination of buttons at the beginning of like in the first like half second of the video, it'll then skip back to the beginning of the video. And it seemed like an unintentional thing. Cause the way oh. I was doing it, I was like, this can't be, this isn't what intended. they wanted. Yeah. But I mean, it worked to my benefit cause that then allowed me to do what I want faster. But in terms of typing in the typing in the words, going through the keywords that are, cause you can to search videos, you can either go into the search tab and then type in via your PlayStation keyboard um like the pop-up keyboard that, yeah. that that is on the playstation you can search things through that or you can you can click a keyword that is in the video and basically like as the video is going you can like scroll down to the the captions and then okay. scroll through and then click a click a keyword all of it was very seamless uh and i didn't find it cumbersome at all especially because you're only working looking up like one keyword at a time it's not like i'm typing in sentences and so sure, 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 sure. it works it worked very well on playstation excellent that's what i want to hear because i love that game so much such a such a fun ride such a that was the one if you remember from that games cast where i had the notebook that i just filled with scribblings of like trying to piece people together and numbering people and giving vague you know it, this is number one because he and he has brown hair is this and then trying to trace it all and putting names to those people i had such a great time with it i saw belinda yeah. on twitter had a very similar thing where she had a bunch of notepads scrawled out with what was going on yeah and it's especially it's especially a fun game to play with people like yeah. i was as i was playing i was texting belinda because i saw she she had just got done playing it the previous day um and it was one of those things where i was like all right don't tell me but this guy is definitely doing this right um <laughs> and then like this last weekend I had a different friend play her story with her sister and they're playing it together and she was talking about how it was such like a great multiplayer experience because you're like reacting thing re- reacting to things together and putting together things or putting together like notes and stuff together like you know it's it, it's such a fun experience to have with people and it's one of those things where 
as I was nearing my the end of my time with this game, I kind of had that like, man, video games are cool kind of moment, right? Like there are a few times where I ha- where I have that where like the first time I remember is playing Shadow Colossus, beating it and being like, wow, video games are cool, and that was like forever yeah. ago, right? Yeah. But then like I recently had that moment with like Florence, you know, that was another one where I was like, man, oh, yeah. as a medium, just video games in general, what you can do with with video games, you know, video games are just cool. Um, I had that with this game, which is like the highest compliment I can give it. And so, so where do you want to rank it? I, I, it's, it's top three for mm, sure for me. Okay. Okay. So that puts it Streets of Rage 4 under Night in Birth and Round Guard. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to put it at number two. I'm going to put it above Under Night in Birth. And so. You're not going to make a case for Streets of Rage 4? You're not going to come for that number one spot? It's hard because I've not played Streets of Rage 4. Greg, you played both of these games, actually. Yeah. Where would, where, how, where would you put them? Telling Lies if you had number a, like, one. I think I Telling Lies is the best game we've had on this list for sure. And I, right, and I, 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 I don't wrong. I like Streets of Rage, but it's like what I'm, and granted, again, I'm not the side-scrolling beat-em-up guy. So, like, whatever. But it's to what you're talking about that I had the same thing of. Video games are cool where Streets of Rage 4 is a side-scrolling beat-em-up with good online, good tunes, you know, good action. It's, it got, I, re, I didn't talk about its art style. It's art style. I think it's really nice uh, and colorful and poppy. But it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Whereas I thought Telling Lies, I, I the reason I talked it up so much on Gamescast back last year and then on my top 10 list on Giant Bomb and in general on our top 10 Gamescast was the idea of sitting there with a notebook. And I, I had a cup of coffee and a notebook, and I just sat there for hours on the floor scribbling out notes and rewinding things and listening things and like that's such a non that's not the traditional use case for video games with me that's not how i've played mm-hmm. any other game in my life so to have that experience i thought was rad i'm down to put it number one i was feeling kind of guilty to put it to put it number one after you just put a new number one Rocket man. but you're right anything can happen on a ps4 104 <laughs> psn games ranked uh currently on the list is this number one telling lies number two streets of rage four number three under night in birth number four round guard uh number five darwin Pro- project box art number six uh hidden through time number seven comico uh camico camico uh then this is no longer there it is number eight foxy land two number nine snaky bus number 10 deliver us the moon that's a good looking top 10 right there it is uh, that's 34 games total you can check them all at kind of funny.com slash 104 list but now it's time to pick what we're gonna play next time around it is an even day so you will get to pick first blessing at oh let's Junior. go we are reading from the drop over on the PlayStation blog where Justin has put it up. Um, uh, we will go alternate readings. You ready, Bless? Uh, I am ready. Emma, Lost in Memories, comes to PlayStation 4 and It Lives, PlayStation Vita. Emma, Lost in Memories, is a 2D puzzle platformer game in which all the platforms and walls start disappearing progressively as you touch them. Think, strategi- think, think strategize, run, jump, and feel in a surreal and poetic world where everything fades away. Fury Unleashed is coming to PS4 uh, May 8th. Fury Unleashed is a combo-driven roguelite action platformer. Each kill you make increases your combo. It hits certain thresholds and your damage resistance and healing powers will kick in. It's a game you can even beat in one ultimate combo. Are you up to the task? Infinite Beyond Beyond the Mind comes to PlayStation 4 on May 7th. Uh, Do you stand a chance against the Wicked Queen Evangelion? Evangelion? Evangeline, Evangeline, uh, and her army, you're the last hope to prevent her world domination. Infinite Beyond the Mind is a slick 2D action platformer where you take on evil queen Avalema Brahman, uh, play as either Tanya or Olga, two girls who have the power to stop the growing army and take down the evil queen. 
John Wick Hex is coming to PS4. Become the Baba Yaga. John Wick Hex is a fast-paced, action-oriented strategy game that makes you think and strike like John Wick, the professional hitman of the critically acclaimed film franchise. Mike Bethel, what up? Uh, Ping Redux comes to PlayStation 4. Ping Redux has 100 plus levels, including 12 bosses that are inspired by classic games to help keep the gameplay varied with bombs, lava, moving hazards, and other sorts of blocks to get you in the to get in your way. Uh, do you think you can beat it? Read oh, 2 yeah. is coming out for PS4 and PS Vita, and it's a digital cross-buy. Uh, Read awakens to the memories of the old supercomputer. Read failed. The reboot failed, and now the digital world is once again breaking down. Before the old supercomputer malfunctioned, it gave Reed backup files that must be delivered to the developer. The virtual world is now doomed. Can you get to the developer? It sounds like a cry for help. (laughs) Help me. I am the developer. I am trapped. Super Mash is coming to PlayStation 4. Super Mash is a game that makes games. Mash together two game genres to get a completely unique new game each time. Then challenge your friends to see how they do think the mash you made is impossible share its mash code with a friend or a streamer and see if they can beat it dude that's the game that was in that uh nintendo direct that nintendo's be like yeah it looks super cool fuck uh taimumari the complete edition is coming to ps4 um taimumari complete edition includes the full taimumari game with all the all editions and legend of of himari minigame take control of the himari the young female wizard traveling across various ages to settle the balance in time across the, the whole world task force campus Drawing inspiration, oh, this comes to PlayStation 4. Drawing inspiration from the golden age of Japanese shoot 'em ups, Task Force Campus combines retro action with modern conventions, adding new mechanics and randomly generated stages with handcrafted bosses. Ubermosh Omega has come out PS4 digital. Uh, Ubermosh, Ubermosh Omega, the final volume of the series, is the apex of the quote, 90 second gun field pit concept. Players can choose a Saint. Uh, tune it to fit their gameplay style and try to survive a gun-filled pit where you can cut bullets with swords, unleash havoc with psionic powers, and evade hells hells of projectiles. Void Bastards is the final game this week. It's coming to PlayStation 4 on May 7th. Forget everything you know about first-person shooters. Void Bastards asks you to take charge, not just point your gun and fire. Your task is to lead the ragtag Void Bastards out of Saragasso Nebula. Uh, you make the decisions where to go, what to do, and who to fight. And then you must carry out this, that strategy in the face of strange and terrible enemies. This might so, be one of the best weeks we've had. This is a really drop. good week. For this is a yeah. really good week. And so it comes to you, though. It's, it's, uh, it's of course, May 4th oh, as we man. record this. You have to pick. You get the first pick. You. Hold on. I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading the description of Super Mash again because that's the one that caught my attention, even though John Wick Hex is one that, that has always grabbed my sure. attention since sure. his announcement. Um, and I, because I, I like John Wick and I like Mike Biffle. Void Bastard, and then also, of course, beloved. That's been out for a while on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, Void Bastard. So. And here's my thing with Void Bastards, because mm-hmm. I knew Void uh, I knew Void Bastards was coming out this week. And in my head, I was like, that's probably going to be my choice. But sure. I have a hang up with it. And this might go against the rules. I, I've i played like an hour of Void Bastards on Xbox Game Pass. But I sure. fell off because I just had other games I wanted to play. Sure. And so like, since I've already played it, am I then not allowed to choose it? See, for here's this? my thing about it is I think that I did the same thing with Void Bastards. My th- thought process on that is that you weren't going to play it already. You, yeah, since like I, off, I, I you never had a place to go. Now you can play it for your job. You can play it for PS. I love you. Super Mash. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, can you pull up? I don't know if you already did this, but can you pull up the trailer for Super Mash? 
Because that, that's what I'm between. I'm between Void Bastards and Super Mash. Because Void Bastards is one that I've heard very, very good things about. And I also, I love roguelites, but I just didn't have the time at the time. And here's Super Mash. That, uh, this is the game where you mash together like two yeah, different you games. take two genres and it, and it like. makes these weird games out of it. And I love the concept, and I really want to know what, what it's about. What the game oh, man. Greg, are, in, are any of you, these sticking out to you? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, for me, it's uh, right. Th- I'm right there with you, where it's uh, John Wick, it's Super Mash, and then to a lesser extent, Void Bastards, because I'd fallen off of it. But I also thought Task Force Campus looked interesting. Sounded interesting, not knowing if it's good or not. But for me, honestly, it's going to be John Wick or Super Mash, probably. Oh, man. Oh, man. And again, you might say, Greg, though, you played John Wick at uh, E3. And then it's, you know, a friend of the show, Mike Biffle, made that game. Weren't you going to play it anyway? I'd probably tinker with it eventually, but now I actually have a reason to play it immediately. You know what? I'm going to go Void Bastards, and I might just play Super Mash anyway. Okay. So there you go. Bless is doing void bastards greg is doing john wick hex we will check in next week and see how that all shakes out for you uh always a fan of useless stats though that's me i put i tossed this in from the ps uh, uh i love you xoxo mailbag mizuki wrote in of course to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says now that we're about a third of the way through 104 psn games ranked i thought i'd submit some fun quick stats greg's average game ranking on the list is 17.5 while blessings is 15.5 pick better games greg greg's longest streak of games on the list is six uh, from 25th to 30th. Uh, Blessing's longest streak is 7th from 15th to 21st. Out of the top 10, Greg has played 6 games to Blessing's 4. This is, of course, out of date now. Uh, Greg tends to pick good or terrible games. <laughs> out of the middle 11 games in the list, 11 to 21, Greg has only p- ranked 2 of them, while Blessing has 9. However, mm. Greg owns 8 of the bottom 11. Wow. There you go. I, t- I swing. You know what I mean? I swing for I the fences sometimes. You, know, you never know where you're going to land. You shoot from the moon, you might end up on a star, Kevin. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Thank you, Kevin. I'm glad you're there. Um, here's where we're going to go right to this. We're going to go right into trophies and chill. All right? As let's, you know, it's an it. overarching segment about trophies where if we have something to say about trophies and then we transition to the PSN profile of the week. Here's what I noticed today, getting ready for this show. Blessing at EOEA Jr. It's going to happen very soon. I'm 25 trophies away from my 10,000th trophy. Oh. What the fuck are we going to do? Because I, oh. I wanted to remember, I wanted to do something for it. I wanted it to be some kind of interesting trophy. But here we are. So goddamn close. And shit, it looks like I have gotten, oh, I must not have sunk something beforehand. Because now, what did I just say it was? I'm 25 away is what you I said. You said you're there, 25 right? away. Okay, so then, well, that's what's happening. Right now, my PSN profiles is at 9,933. But that doesn't count because it doesn't count my fuel things because those are hidden. Long story short, it doesn't matter. 25 trophies away from 10,000 trophies. What am I going to do? We have to have the trophy 10,000 just can't happen, blessing. It needs to happen in something. Something in Now I do want this to be a platinum because like at this point you're you're probably in between a rock and a hard place where right. you can't just pick a new game to platinum because it's probably going to have more than 25 trophies. So you'd have to say like what do you want to double back to? You know what I yeah. mean? Like what Or you might be able to find a game. There are probably plenty of games that have less than 25 trophies. 
Well, yeah, right? but I mean, yeah, but yeah, the, 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 well, you, at that yes, point, it's like cherry picking. But you though. figure what, like, what? It's tomorrow. I'm gonna start John Wick Hex. Like, I'm gonna be. Pop, I'm sure trophies popping that. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to worry, have to worry about trophies popping left and right. So it's got to be either you, that it's either got to be that I stop everything and build do a platinum and nail it, or say fuck it, let it go, and then just figure out a game to get a random trophy in. Did you ever platinum God of War? Of course, please. You insult me. I mean, them Valkyrie, Valkyrie challenges, man. Not for me. Greg They'll get you. No challenge at all. You know what I'm saying? Really? Wow. I think I lost the last it. one. I turned the difficulty down. Um, yeah. Even if I was going to get crazy and say Peace Walker, look at that. 30 trophies wouldn't happen. Wouldn't work out. Oh, uh, yeah. I see, put this on the dock because I did the math. I'm 13 trophies away from the Days Gone plat. Oh. I had, I had talked about doubling back for that. See how the updates were. I installed it. It's installed. It's there. I mean, that sounds like a plan. But I, feel Honestly, like, I wonder how it's not having played that. That seems like a commitment. It's a commitment to a game I didn't enjoy at review. Do I want, do, just to make my point, try to time that platinum out to be the thing? Honor Eric Jensen? See how far it's come? I don't know. I mean, Greg, we're, 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 trying to be, we're trying to be the number one PlayStation podcast, Greg. It's true. And I feel like the only way we can do that is by being able to have a definitive say on Days Gone. Well, I think I mean... Because I, I have not played Days Gone. Definitive. Because I just didn't, I did not want to play a game that that seemed to have gotten not great reviews, and it's also a zombie sure. game, and I've had sure. those. Sure, sure, sure. But you've played it, you've yeah. experienced it, and you've yeah. you've looked around, you've seen that. I've seen it. There are people that love Gates Days Gone. Hold on a second. Let's let's look at this too. Yeah, there are people who love them. I'm not one of them. And like I said, the whole thing is maybe I would change. Let's. But yeah, maybe many, you could change. Is what I'm saying. I already have the platinum in Odyssey, Assassin's Creed, but. If there's all this DLC, I could just make it there. You know, I mean, I love that game. Everybody knows I love that game. Mm. Did you get all the oh, trophies wow. in the Spider-Man DLC? Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't do New Game Plus. Oh, are there New Game Plus trophies for that there's game? A new game? There's one trophy for beating Spider-Man in New Game Plus. I have a lot of trophies left in uh, uh, the DLC for Assassins. But that doesn't look fun either. Like, I want to be excited about going back and doing it, you know? I don't know. Chat, or not chat, sorry. Audience, uh, you know, psnprofiles.com slash game over Greggy. Should that have been the best friends talk back question? Should we ask, should we have asked people what should, uh, no, because this is something you're going to need to be tweeting at me because it's going to be moving. This, this is moving in real time. Mm. Oh, yeah, you, yes, you, can't, you can't put trophies on hold for the whole week it's, i guess exactly come on as you ladies and gentlemen have been driving your car around right now trying to pick up uh, essential goods and services i've gotten platinums like or not no, i'm sorry no, i've gotten trophies i've gotten trophies so clearly things are happening out there i'm looking through my recent games uh, is there I'm an not, indie game that you need to double back to well there's lots of games there. one hold on one two three four five six I got six trophies here uh, in the Borderlands DLC too that I haven't knocked out yet. But Jen always wants to play with me. She says I can't play that alone. This is a this is a tough one because twenty five is not a lot. I should have thought this earlier. And I know a lot of people are like, "Greg, we told you to think about this earlier." And I was like, "I thought I had more time. I don't have more time." I mean, does it have to be a platinum? It doesn't. It doesn't. Maybe there's a, there's just a special trophy out there. Yeah, that's. A, but again, you get... you know, oh. See, like, and that's the thing is, like, I don't, again, I can't stop playing games. You know what I mean? I can't just stop. I'm tw right now, I'm 20 trophies away from having the Platinum and Death Stranding. But we all know how I go with Kojima games. 
because there's a lot in here, right? Of the yeah, oh yeah, the orders and legendaries and all that jazz. I'd be playing, you know, I can't. Fucking shit. Hmm. This is a tough one. I don't know. I need everybody. To look I feel at my for you, man. Let me know. Let me know. I feel uh, for I you. I can't. All right now, I can't even make a choice because it's just not cut and dry. It's not an easy one to look at and say that's the one to do. And so I don't know what to do. So everybody needs to help me. Help me help you, everybody. Now it's time to rate somebody else's trophies. Maybe this will give us some inspiration on what to do here, bless. Uh, Crash RS wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to get his or her uh, PlayStation trophy uh, list. Look at Raven Syndicate is hold on. got a bunch of things we can follow Raven Syndicate. At. Hold on. So it's Crash. It doesn't matter. Uh, Crash RS wrote in and said, aggressing. You've not picked my tag to do PSN profiles. Are you scared of what you might find? I just recently passed the 225 mark and are working towards the goal of 250 this year. What he's wow. talking about is platinums. 228 platinum trophies is what he sits at right now. Wow. Uh, I've finished every PS4 Assassin's Creed except Chronicles, all Uncharted PS4 titles, and The Last of Us twice and many more. Crash RS. So again, we are on psnprofiles.com slash crash RS. And you look at it and you can just see it. You can just see the stuff here. Uh, what we got, like I said, a level 48 in trophies right now. 48. Now, I'm 41. 48. 12,189 total trophies, 228 plats. I respect Where, it. You better respect uh, it. I was going to say, hell, uh, they platinumed Hellblades into a sacrifice. Have you platinumed Hellblade, Greg? I have not platinumed Hellblades. In your and you've beaten Hellblade, right? No. I watched Jen beat him. Oh. That thing where I, I played it in the dang. beginning, I was like, eh, that's all right. And then, boom. Jen picked it up the next day and went nuts on it. The thing is, the the platinum for that game is very attainable. Like I could yeah. get the platinum if I just replayed it and got the collectibles. Um, that might be one to look into for your ten thousand. How many trophies? trophies? I I see. That's where the problem is. I don't know. There you go. Oh, 15 trophies for Hellblade. It's very easy platinum. Like yeah. it'll probably take you like God. I can't remember how long. Yeah, no, Hellblade I heard was. it's not. I heard it's not hard. I heard it's not hard. Probably like Can eight hours. Back or stuff, or do you have to like? You have go. to do it in one playthrough. So you have to play with a walkthrough. No, oh, I hate doing that. God damn it, Crash. Uh, sorry, moving on here, though. Crash has lots of trophies. Uh, Platinums look like this. Need for Speed Payback, Zero Utopia Invasion, Heavy Rain, L.A. Noir, Drowning, Attack of the Toy Tanks, Gravity Duck, Hero Trials. Uh, he's got the garbage ones, which I love. So I'm all about that. There's a little adventure on the prairie, Full Blast, Foxy Land 2, Marvel Spider-Man, including the 100% on Marvel Spider-Man as well. Uh, Delta Squad, Without Escape, Hellblade, Send You a Sacrifice, One Word by Powagi, uh, Need for Speed, Heat, Mochi Mochi Boy, Ink Explosion, a game that I th hated so much I stopped playing, <laughs> Jack and Jill, A One Night Stand, Hell Yeah, uh, Drive Club, The Drive Club Platinum, Assassin's wow. Creed 3, like we already talked about, Shem Yu. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I I gotta respect it, man. You got to. You don't have to like I it. I gotta respect, respect it. it at that point, you know what I mean? Skyscrapers, which I can't imagine being good. I don't, I don't even know what Skyscrapers is. Energy balance, energy cycle, burnout paradise remaster. Like it's funny because you know, crash thing was, are you are you scared of what you might find? Well, I didn't, I wasn't until you said that, and then I look at it and I'm like, yes, I am scared. That's a crazy trophy list, and you're a crazy person. I appreciate and love you. Now, everybody, please tweet me on what I should do for my 25 platinums. I have to go here. I'm running out of time. Just like 
we're out of time blessing uh, oh. of course the show doesn't really end ladies and gentlemen you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the exclusive post show we're doing over there uh but if you don't have no bucks toss away it's no big deal of course you could watch us record the show live there you could get the show ad free you can submit your questions comments concerns your uh not only your questions about playstation not only your psn profiles for judging you could tell us which playstation executive you think makes the best mac and cheese what your favorite uh, previous ps plus game was and why you even use playstation plus whether it be discounts games or something else of course you can get the show for free youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning it has ads usually and of course there's no post show which we're about to do patreon.com slash kind of funny games for the post show blessing any parting words was john drake an executive he was an executive at sony yeah he was. was he? Oh, yeah yeah he he, was. he's an executive now for- yeah but I can't remember what he what his title exactly was. He was he was a muckety mup over there though. He was doing stuff. Do you think he makes great mac and cheese? You know, here's the problem is that I know John Drake listens to the show, and I don't feel like saying yes or no and getting destroyed on Twitter about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just that's that sounds like here's no what I'll say, I know if you thought yes, you'd say yes. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is my PS. I love you, XOXO. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>